So what is it you want to talk about? Octavian. You know, Augustus. Are you fucking with me? No. Octavian became Augustus. Forget about that. Bottom line, Augustus was a Caesar. And everybody loved him, right? You know why? I don't know that I give a fuck. Everybody loved him because he never ate alone. Gavish? It was the longest time of peace in Rome's history. He was a fair leader. And all his people loved him for that. Just the one that uh, they stabbed in the back? No, that was Julius. Talking about Augustus. He shared his wealth, and all his people loved him. You said that three fucking times. I heard it. His people loved him. What's your fucking point? Uh, you remember the story you told me about the father bull talking to the son? They're up on this hill. They're looking down at a bunch of cows. And the son goes to the father, Dad, why don't we run down there and fuck one of these cows? Now, you remember what the father said? The father says, son, why don't we walk down there and fuck them all? And welcome back to WTF and Bonadil. I'm Spicy Ryan, and if you don't like that, please report all complaints to my one-eyed wonder weasel and its two amazing balls with... The Fox Danger. And today, on the docket, we are going to be discussing leadership. Something we often discuss on the podcast, but don't make an episode about. So we're going to, as we talked about pre-show, use adjectives to describe an entire episode. <laughs> you, did, you did read the uh, the list of adjectives off to me, and uh, it sounded like a nice basis. I honestly didn't know what to do with the topic, so that's probably a pretty good start. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hopefully direct this like a guy in the tarmac as the plane crashes and blows up on the runway. But I'll have my little earmuffs and my little wands out, and I'll... Psh, psh, psh. Well, both of us constantly have to put shit together. It's just I I personally don't really know how to tackle the leadership thing. Like, I want to get shit done, so I just throw a group of people together and, you know, hopefully they aren't bad. And, and good night, you know, everyone. The last couple of years, yeah. <laughs> That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's all you got to do. Just hope people aren't bad. <laughs> Ooh, it's, it's more than that, Fox. I assure you. It is more than hoping they're not bad because they are bad, but they can be less bad. Yeah, I guess. I've just never, like, taken a step back and actually like look looked at it through like a lens or something to try to figure out exactly what I do as a leader. So I guess I guess it gives me some kind of like weird introspective as we go over this in the episode. I don't know. So the other question though of Fox is how are you doing? Uh I'm doing pretty good. Uh, as you can tell by my echo chamber, uh my move is all taken care of. Did you move I'm into in my... either Azkaban or the Chamber of Secrets? Uh yes and yes. It's uh it's definitely something. Yeah, so I, I moved into the townhouse. It is extremely empty because I don't own things. <laughs> I'm not intentionally minimalist. I just don't care about stuff. So, Wouldn't that yeah, be I, intentionally minimalist because you don't care about acquiring stuff? Well, I'm not going out of my way to not acquire stuff. Like, if I get stuff, that's fine. Like, I'll hang on to it if it's useful or something. But I, I just don't. I just don't feel the need to, like, cover my walls and posters and you know, do all that stuff you do when you're 18, I guess. You mean you're not like myself, and the first thing that's visible behind you when you open your front door is the <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it is a Rammstein poster. I think it's the oh. the album art for Liebe ist Alada, where they have the woman naked on the table, breasts out and all, and they're they're hacking her up with a butcher's knife. <laughs> I can tell why your neighbors don't like you. Uh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's actually a pretty great place. Um, I was kind of blown away because. I got this for the exact same rate that I would have rented uh, the same kind of apartment I had last time. 
except now it's a full-on like townhouse which is super super good so um yeah a much bigger place than i thought i would end up getting for sure uh very clean i'm i'm really really happy with it being so clean and so far my roommate is is nice and boring the way i, I like it <laughs> uh, as you probably listening listening to the paper thin walls at you yeah, actually, I, I noticed that sound kind of carries, so I try to keep it down. Um, hopefully, he lets me know if I'm being an asshole, but I do try to, you know, not be that guy who, like, plays shit super loud for no reason. Well, if anything, so Fox, you are an asshole, so. I'm not intentionally, but, I mean, sometimes you just have to call things as they are, I guess. Um, In-game, I haven't really done a ton. It's just more sorty, really. I've uh, got to upgrade that job here, and then uh, I actually had fun the other night when you were uh, when you were trying to get like something with the Black Mage Lua to work and trying to get that going. It's so, we'll, we'll call it ninety percent working. Oh, is ninety percent working? Well, it does if you change weapons. Remember last night before I was exhausted. I'm like, okay, fuck, I, I gotta go to bed. We got, I'm, oh, you didn't read it. Oh, I, when you, I, you I, I sent it back to you, it, it, it works now. So, oh, oh, oh! This is yeah, why you have to read. Directions. I had a, I had other. PMs. Apparently, I was trying to get banned off BG again. The forums, not the Discord, not the wiki, for uh, insulting the queen. You know, so oh, people were trying to unilaterally use whatever powers they had to just ban me again because don't insult the queen, fuck the queen. But <laughs> yeah, you just have to replace sets.ja.tasters uh, tasters choice and. Oh, I remember seeing Taster's Choice when I woke up this morning, but I just had all these messages <laughs> from all these people that I just didn't. I'm not saying I had tons of messages, but there's just like a Discord had stuff and it, like all this stuff from not to me but in general on the phone i'm just i'm just popping through trying to hit everything i'm like okay whatever let's go make some fucking waffles there you go yeah but yeah that was that was a cool problem to end up solving so i had some fun with that and then um yeah i really haven't done much since i've actually been trying to look for like fire emblem games to download and stuff because i kind of want to play some fire emblem i i don't don't know you don't have the sacred stones on game boy advanced no dude i wish i wish i had you know consoles (laughs) consoles <laughs> of any kind i have a ps3 pack somewhere well let me tell you fox all you have to do is browse the reddit and you can just say does anybody have steam deck steam deck final fantasy steam deck look at me farming on final fantasy steam deck i have steam i just haven't purchased anything off of it in a long ass time i don't this is well the, steam... I, the last thing i got was like terraria or something <laughs> oh. oh no it wasn't terraria it's this other it's starbound it's, it's like terraria but it's it's like i've heard the name of both of those things yeah me and superior fell um we uh, played that fell. for a while yeah we we play that every once in a while instead of minecraft sometimes you just gotta you just gotta bro down with minecraft it's like uh the game keeping natty ice game but for long long distance ice. bro relationships <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to work on that Black Mage Lua and finish it off because now all I got to do is add a death mode now and look over some of the stuff, work over some of my sets, and then I can put it out and then eventually make the dual wheel auto detect a better based on your... T- I have to, your tables are going to make me time to look at because it's it's, <laughs> it's it's doing math that's easy for you, but I have to sit it's there nice. and spend 10 times as long to make sure the math works for my needs without having uh, anyway yeah I, whenever i write those like they always feel like a mess to me even when they're not and even with something as simple as like my dual wheel tears or something on there um i feel like that one's a mess and it's just like three lines i want to condense it down to less dual wheel tears <laughs> which is why i had to change the math there because i don't want like a dual wheel 20 percent dual wheel 25 percent. like i don't want i just want it to be tiers high low or maybe medium at best but for black mage it'd be high and low dual wheel maybe maybe oh. well maybe it'll just be based on I don't know. See, I'm I'm spitballing, not even looking at it, and I don't want to 
when I look at it and go to do it, it'll be completely different because it's going to meet the needs of the character, not my ideas. So you may have to use some ifs and then us then some like math.max. I may have to use some ifs or thens or else's. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, you'll, you'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, oh, ooh, look, but we're that's, friends. That's all, that's all I got doing, or that's all I'm, I've been doing. So I don't know, man. What, do, what have you been up to? Oh, I'm, I'm boring. I, I had. You're not boring. You're living in the Chamber of Secrets now. <laughs> that's right. You're that's you're right. being all the Voldemort that you can be. <laughs> when your roommates sleeping, just start playing the Harry Potter theme really loud. <laughs> Avarica Cringer. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Still our greatest moment. So, yes, myself, things I've done, time has passed. So moving on from that whole letter and everything, I went and, you know, thought about how can I respond to my neighbor passive-aggressively? Because what is it going to do if I go and break an old lady's hip or verbally break an old lady's hip? I'm not going to immediately just move to physically break an old lady's hip, although it would be nice. (laughs) So I... I, I stuck, you know, the, the HOA can't send me something over this, I'm sure. And everything that they did, well, go ahead. I, I stuck a nice uh, um, Ukrainian thing in the decal in the back of the car. So now we can have a Ukrainian decal in the back of the car and you can you can cry about it. I wasn't going to even do that. But now since someone had to bother me, I just went and slapped that on so they can fucking look at it every day. Just slap it on their car, too. <laughs> I don't know which car it is. I do slap it on every car. Gotta go sleuthing, man. You know, I think they should put together a commission of people to patrol the neighborhood because clearly there is some nefarious characters sticking Ukrainian flags in everyone's vehicle. And, you know, the vitals and everything. You know, I I don't feel safe. I think we need to have a a, a night watch, okay? I think it needs to happen, guys. That sounded like you were describing a neighborhood watch. Fuck, yeah. I fucking. Yeah, that that takes place for like maybe four days and then it just kind of falls (laughs) off. Nobody does it. Put the Yankees games on. Yeah. (laughs) So otherwise, uh, Sunday, the day after our last podcast, Carrot and I went to go over to Red Bank to see the world premiere of Clerks 3 before it's even in theaters with Mm -hmm. Kevin Smith and all Q&A and all this nonsense and a packed Count Basie just fucking... It was never quiet in there, as in people... Like, you usually go to a theater and it's supposed to be quiet. This is the people who have overpaid dramatically to see a movie before it comes out to go and travel an extra distance to sit in a hot-ass monkey heat. This is what we call it. When there's a bunch of people, we just call it monkey heat because <laughs> everyone's a fucking stupid ape. So it's it's a monkey heat. You're in a big, packed place. It's all hot from everyone being in a confined space. And then just yeah, every scene that comes on, people are like cheering, laughing, clapping, making noise. And it's like, it's the opposite of a movie. But it's it makes it more enjoyable for it. Somehow it sucks you into this group experience, kind of like a cult. And and you're in okay. the cult of Kevin Smith for a moment, but no, if 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 you're not a fan of Clerks, then I guess it does not apply to you. But I think Clerks three is far better than Clerks two, and I can't compare it to Clerks one because it's more of an allegory to Clerks one. So I think it's a real testament to how over the lifetime of being a filmmaker, and you know the bong rips and the jokes and and the penises and all. The the, uh, the the crass humor that you expect from that kind of producer. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's kind of... He's, he's kept that aspect of it. Because I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm going to say he's kept that aspect of it intact. So if you've enjoyed that, you're already fine. doesn't matter what happens. But if you're looking for someone who's lived through a near-death experience after Clerks, too long after it, because it's every... It was 2000... 
it, it was like it was like twenty. It's a long time ago. It was like two thousand seven, eight. I was gonna ask if that yeah. if that movie like hits differently now that you're you know much older than when it came out. But so this is taking that and keeping the same people and aging them, of course, because it's been it's been right. it's been almost thirty years since Clerks. <laughs> it's been almost thirty years. So it's taking that and applying everything you've learned in life and growing as a filmmaker and skills and how you produce things and how you write and and the lines that everyone has and it just it becomes a more sophisticated introspective affair where it's funny and it has the fan service but also it's more of a commentary on um evaluating your life where you've been and and like oh wait my time's running out that kind of like i could have died you know it's just it's it's more of a taking all of those aspects and wrapping them into a more mature uh it's an immature film of course that's the nature of it, but it's a more mature right. way of you can be immature and have mature outlooks on life just because you make penis jokes doesn't mean that you can't have a very down-to-earth perspective that even if you're more of a highbrow, high-class kind of individual that that shuns bong rips, then, I mean, take a bong rip. But it just, I, I think it was, when you see it, it's not the greatest movie in the world. I thought it was, the IGN ranked it 8 out of 10. Then the review Beijing said, Beijing on Discord and the private Easy. group we had said, yeah, I know, I know. Reviews don't matter, and, and IGN especially. But yeah. the fact especially that, when it goes to comedies too. The fact that it was fun. rated that high, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And then Beijing's like, is this, is this review accurate? And I read the whole review for once. And I'm like, I didn't agree with some parts of it, but they were minor aspects of people's. It was the the author's personal views didn't line up with my personal views on the same matters. But overall, the the I go, yeah, I'd give it an eight out of ten. I think seven point five eight out of ten is very fair. I'm surprised it lines up. And so, since that's a higher rating than I would expect someone to give it on the outside, I think that the maturity of looking through one's life flashing before their eyes and going back and putting it in perspective. I think between the comedy aspect of it, a lot better than the last reboot of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. That's more of just a continuing being a bong rip pre-COVID kind of thing. This yeah. is this is during that and post that and and just that atmosphere on top of having the Widowmaker heart attack as a filmmaker. It, it kind of like puts everything from your perspective of how you approach a film uh, to completely different. So it's the same old clerics, but a hundred percent different in terms of the lens it's shot in. Which is a lot longer than I should spend on that one topic, but uh, you know, yeah. it's 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 the thing. I don't like. I like Clerks one when I was when I was a teen, you know. And like, this isn't like an age sort of thing, but it's kind of like the experiences and how your tastes change over time, sort of thing. Yes, it's like taking I, that I one and converting it to a new mature taste. Like Clerks two was okay. I I, I thought it was all right. It was it was I, more I, the I, same. I just know. I feel like if I because I'm already really critical of comedies, like I don't like most comedies, and like I know that if I go back and watch Clerks one. I know I would not laugh as hard as like I would have back then. So I don't really know how, like, like I, I'm afraid like I would watch Clerks three and like maybe laugh a little bit, but you know, just kind of be like, okay. So, I mean, I could have watched Clerks one again instead. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Clerks two does not age as well as Clerks one, obviously. And it was not as never as good as Clerks one. Cause it was more of the same as I said, but yeah. this is, it's not re it's rehashing, but it's not rehashing for the sake of rehashing or rehashing for the sake of a reboot or just purely aiming off nostalgia. It's like taking it and going back in time and then proceeding. Yeah, Cause the whole thing about not just seeing in theaters is you get to, there might not even be another one at all. Who knows? But you get to meet him and he, and, and Kevin Smith talked about the choices he made in the film, the the guy who shot the film was there and stood up and, you know, everyone cheers him on whatever. And he talks about how things were shot and the perspectives that were taken. 
and it was so this time you know it was gonna be more emotional at the bat because in clerks 2 they saved lots of money by going down to new orleans or nolens as people call it yeah and they they made a reconstructed version of the actual uh quick stop and they filmed it there and you would you know think it's the same place but it's not this time he said it was you know he doesn't have tons of money to throw at it it's not an expensive film he doesn't have that money, but they, he demanded it had to be in the actual one again. So they spent more to actually shoot it in the same one again. And he was saying that while he was shooting it, since it's been so long, he had his on HBO Max, Clerks 1, on his phone, playing next to him while they're shooting it. So he could be like, how did I do that all those years ago? And he was watching his original Clerks movie while shooting this one with a phone to direct him as to how to make things line up again. <laughs> Which you would you think know, you have a, a script, but I'm not a film expert, but like I never thought that the uh, the, the shots in any of the clerks reviews were like particularly revolutionary, you know. No, well, so there's a guy who there were <laughs> prospective filmmakers like, oh, I went to film school, my first film's coming out. I had a question, how did you shoot in there? Because I went there today for the first time, and it's really small. He's like, oh man, no one ever asks technical oh, questions I to see. me. Kevin Smith says he goes, yeah, there's like no room to even work in there. Yeah, that would have flown right by me too. Like yeah. without like going and like trying to actually learn that crap. It didn't it I, didn't I occur to me. And then uh, when they mentioned it, I go, you yeah, know, even watching a movie, those are I've been it's like going to like a small convenience store. There's no room in there. How do you fucking fit a whole tripod and everything in there? We see the walls are movable and <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's yeah, crazy. But it was nice to hear his perspective on he's he was basically describing who Randall's supposed to be him and, and his this and that and and his actual real life experience is translated to who's supposed to be who and who's doing what and and what it's supposed to stand. Like he was actually going on about the whole meats and guts of the movie. And I was impressed to hear just the individual people that, you know, you wouldn't think these things. But when he says these things afterwards, you go, oh, that makes kind of a lot of sense now. And you kind of appreciate it a little more from it being a little more than a comedy and more of like a, uh, I'm going to call it, movies are art, but they're not, you know. When you call well, I mean, uh, when you call a stoner flick art, it's kind of exactly yeah. Like there's different kinds of movies. Like there's some movies that, that yeah you can you can call it art, and then art of or art itself is subjective. Like it just depends on the person. Like, I don't know. Like but, when it comes to that kind of movie, yeah, I'm sure there are people who will call it art. But I, I I'd be also kind of curious as to how many people are just calling it art through you know nostalgia glasses. What I yeah what um, I appreciated was watching someone who's made successful stoner flicks and some big flops <laughs> and especially the he-man thing which did not come up surprisingly <laughs> yeah yeah i i don't care about he-man i've never seen it but it keeps coming up and yeah, to yeah, see yeah. those and to see him talk about that and acknowledge that and to see the approach of a filmmaker who's learned from a lot of mistakes you, you kind of if you're looking for it you see it in there and i was kind of looking for it because i go this guy's had some flops he's had this and that. And i go what how did what has he learned here Besides the whole film, how did the film come together and how it all comes together from him uh, learning and growing? I just appreciate that kind of development reflecting into one's personal art, which is more one's personal storytelling because you tell what you know best and that's what he just does. So anyway, go watch that. That's that movie. And <laughs> I think it comes out in like three days. So it'll be out like two days of the podcast. Now. The clerks, the, the clerks tangent. Yes. At any rate, so on the way back from clerks, because you got to drive quite a distance to get over down to, you know, the shore there. And we're driving on a back road, because that's what you do, and there's no lights whatsoever in the middle of nowhere. And so, I don't know about you, Fox, when you drive out there, but do you have, like, a lot of deer? Yeah, we do. Okay, uh, so... Especially, especially as you go, like, 
certain areas for sure. Being a densely populated state with a lot of broken ecosystems means that there's a lot of woodlands that are dense, not dense at all roads, and then just roads through dense woodlands with houses surrounding <laughs> them. So like the animals are pushed okay. into a certain, so there's always deer to hit. It's just always someone's hitting a deer. It just happens. So you, you learn as a New Jersey driver to like look for the shining of anything in the dark because their eyes getting hit with the lights of the car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to look out for that because I'm the passenger and she's driving. And it's a dark road. There's no shoulder, nothing around. It's almost midnight on a Sunday. And we're driving and I see like something, but it's low to the ground. I'm like, what is that? It's pitch black. You don't see anything. There's no car coming at us. There's no car in front of us. There's no one on the road. And it's just, I see like something shining. I'm like, what is that? And I go pull, away from, I pull, pull away from the shoulder slight bit. There's someone in the road. And we're passing, and you, there's a shirtless kid, two shirtless kids on fucking little crappy pedal bikes with no shirt. No, they have a backpack on. I don't know if they're fucking selling drugs or what they're doing. Oh. There's nothing around. They're on a back road. Nothing's going on. Shirtless, no reflectors. You can't see shit. You couldn't see them until you were on top of them, almost running them over. And I'm like, I saw some little bit of reflector. I go, just move over a little bit. And then we're passing them as I say that. And it's these two kids on bikes that are looking to fucking die. And I'm like, oh, that would have been good. Watch clerks have a good time and kill a couple of adolescents. Yeah, man. It was a complete night at that point. Yeah, yeah. It just blew me away. I'm like, what the fuck are these kids doing? They were like 17, 18 years old, just on bikes. Shirtless yeah. on bikes. I probably would have done the same fucking thing as it was that age. Yeah, I, I, I could <laughs> like, see it, but I'm thinking to myself, what, what, critical. I'm thinking to myself, where the fuck are these guys going? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> any rate so then tuesday we went and saw rammstein uh in in rubberford up near across the water from new york city so we had to drive a little bit to get over there and that was good because it was raining so we're out in the rain because it's it's metlife stadium the the shitty jets and giants play there so it's open air stadium and it's just raining on us while we're watching this and we had a great time all right it was always good to to watch people don't know the words to songs especially in this case and it's like <laughs> Do, do not know the words to the song, <laughs> right? But then there's songs that like you know, some like another language too. It, so like most people <laughs> so, know the words, at least the cor- not the chorus, but they they know the intro verse to Duhast. Yeah, and so everyone in the stadium singing it. And then one of my favorite songs comes on that came out after this tour was delayed for two years or two plus years. It's COVID's been a long time since this tour was canceled and delayed, and it's uh, came out after this album even happened. It's Zeit. And it's uh, so a lot of times it just stops to riff and the, the chorus is supposed to happen. And so like everyone's cheering, everyone's with their phones out, whatever. And it's a newer song and it's not one of their like famous songs like Du Hast or Ishville or uh, Du yeah. So Good oh, or something. No. And so I'm, I'm singing the intro to the song because it's one of my favorite songs from them, even though it's one of their newer songs. I just fucking love it. And then they and then the chorus drops and then i start singing it loud and everyone around me just stops singing <laughs> and, <laughs> and the music the, the music's still super fucking loud and i'm like zeit bitte bleib stehen bleib stehen and, and everyone i'm like i'm doing it like deep and loud and everyone i don't hear anyone around me singing it i'm like oh i guess this is only my favorite song <laughs> sorry guys dude usually usually i only see that happen with like opening bands <laughs> like yeah, i don't know man that's pretty funny though and I'm like, there's like, there's like that one fan that listens to him, and yeah, that's so not, not, not so for a fan that big game. though. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of posers. <laughs> Why don't you become a real fan? 
I need your kind in perfect moment. So that was that was a good time. Carrot's never been to a concert before. At all? No, apparently not. Crazy. So that was good. And oh man. So I'm gonna give a shout out to Protoscar again here. And I had once asked him, how did he not give up and just resign to the devastating cancer he was experiencing where he was just, you know, like when you lose your bowels and you're sitting there with a tube and stuff and, you know, that, that kind of graphic detail. When it's like that, he's go, how do you not just give up at that point? Because when, you, when you're sitting in a colostomy bag and stuff like that, whatever he went through, just, that's what gives you a degree of how severe it was. When you're like hanging on for dear life. And I'm thinking to myself. You know, I would probably just decided to give up at that point because why am I going to go through this and and have to go through surgeries on my butthole and all? You know, I I, I would just been like, yeah. okay, I think I think I've got enough out of life. I love you, dear. Bye bye. When I when I go, I go. But he's he's survived it, and surprisingly enough. But I asked him how did he find the will to go on, and he said, "Big titty goth girlfriend." Was <laughs> his answer? Um, and when you yeah, go man. when you go to a Rammstein concert, boy, do you see big titty goths everywhere? Oh man, I was in. Oh, it was so fucking good. Just, just you, just the tattoos and the piercings and the giant tits and and small leather corsets, and I was just, oh man, just so great. That's pretty. That's pretty good. <laughs> you're holding your wife's hand, but you're going, damn. You're you're like that meme, where like the the, the girls. Yes, by. yes, yes, like that meme. Yeah. That, that meme, except <laughs> except you're in a Gojira t-shirt and you're soaking wet. One one came out of the bathroom and, and instantly before I could see, like they caught me blindsided and I said I like your Gojira shirt and I just like I was like we weren't even looking at this person like they're yelling it at you suddenly and you like turn you're like what 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 and you're like I'm like oh well, yeah, nah. <laughs> and he's like yeah, you're, you're like looking up and down for a second you're like you know you're holding your wife's hand you're like yeah thanks I haven't been to a show in like seven years it's been a long time but uh, I usually I usually have a pretty good time there um, I just don't have anyone who like likes to go to shows anymore so. I just go by myself. Yeah. I've done that before too. It's just it's kind of boring. I don't know. Last I time know. I saw Arch Enemy, I had a just good spot in the crowd by myself and just fucking went nuts. You fucking bang my head around, hit someone in the face. You know, just all the things you expect to have at a metal concert. Oh well, yeah. <sighs> at any rate, so that's that. I talk about me and game. Those are my things. I don't think I have anything else to show. I'm getting my COVID uh, bivalve booster tomorrow, whatever it is. So my third booster, the the new. Omicron BA four dot B five variant or whatever, and that'll be that'll be nice to get the uh, the booster again. I guess. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, I don't feel like shit, but you know, getting the booster again, again. I don't know. I think I'm like weirdly immune to it because people around me constantly get COVID, and then I don't. It's uh, you know, you're in a house with no furniture. How do you? <laughs> you... Well, now, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I've been like, I've I've had to live like five feet away from someone with like full-blown COVID and just didn't even get it. Didn't even get a sniffle or anything. Yeah. You get lucky sometimes. Maybe you're just made of, yeah. of fucking uh, ramen or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's, the, it's the ramen cool. gives you immunity from the salt. Yeah, for real. No, I've always been, I've always been good with disease, I guess. Like I just don't get sick very often. So uh, lucky me, I guess. Oh, 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 before we go on to the episode, because it's not going to be that long to my leadership, as much as everyone likes our banter or hates our banner, we got to... I also want to apologize... Wrap it up. Yeah, two <laughs> things now. I want to apologize to Thados for finding all of the moments of thumbnails for me to make the video on the Imperial Armor Plus 2, and I made a bit of it up to the Black Mage, going on the timestamps, and it's just... I just have not worked on it for a couple weeks now since I got... I, I did a bunch of it that night, 
I, I, I'm behind on it. For anyone who likes our YouTube stuff, and it has to be, you know, gotten out by me. The, the podcast is always out for all the platforms, because that's my main concern. The YouTube's like a whatever. No one subscribes, no one comments, whatever. You know, so, I mean, some people do. We've received some. Like the, why don't you just quit if you're... <laughs> Usually it's a negative comment, right. which is fine. The one who, the, the guy that never listened to a word I had to say, yeah. But guy. the guy took the time to re-listen <laughs> to the episode and give me all the timestamps, and he's probably noticed it hasn't been out yet. And I, I you know, I apologize to Thados for that. Thank you for doing it. It will get out faster instead of never. I would have just slapped on whatever, and it, it just would not have done justice to slap on not the sets we're talking about at the right times. So I, because of you, it'll be that. It's just, I'll get it out eventually. And then the other ones will just be static images. They'll be out right away. So sorry to anyone. Oh, you're, you're even you're even changing the the video and all that. Yeah, it takes a lot of time to make a video, man. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. I used to do the frame by frame animation, so I know what that's like. <laughs> so here's a comment we got on YouTube since I'm checking the email because I'm like, oh, did we get an email? Well, no, we did not get an email. So Cosmonaut zero zero five commented on the average player episode eighty nine. Uh, what happened oh. to Falak? F A L K Falak. Who the fuck is that? F A L K. Who the fuck is that? Does he mean Felgar and Fel? can't spell? Fel? <laughs> Who is that? You talking about Falkirk? Fel? Oh. And just like failed to spell the rest of his name. Fel- like Fel- Fel- Falkirk's never been on on the show at all. Like Don't I used to play mentioned? with. Uh, he, he probably was. Like whenever I talk about Beastmaster, sometimes I will talk about me playing with the other YouTuber Beastmaster with a Z. Like I used to do stuff with that guy a lot. And uh, he does stuff with Falkirk all the time. Um, so, like, I'm, like, loose, loosely related to everything that's going on with that when it goes to Beastmaster, but not really. Um, but outside of that, like, I don't know any other foul that, that would be relevant. So, I, I don't know, man. And so the last thing before I forget, I told you pre-show, Fox, but we're back to fruit beers today. Everyone's been waiting, <laughs> I'm sure. Fruit beers well, are back in town again. And this time, it is a pre-COVID beer. Yeah, it's uh, it's been sitting around for two plus years. So oh, it's it's, uh, it's, it's definitely not rolled. It's three plus years old. And I told Fox, Dude. win or lose, I am consuming all of it tonight. It is from a New York brewery, Omagong. They don't even make this anymore. They've changed it since. I've tried Dude, the change version. <laughs> I I would not buy the ch- I would not get the change version after trying it. I go, oh. oh fuck this. But this is the original bottled version of a different formula recipe. This is gone. They don't make it anymore. I got it like 2019 sometime. We're almost in 2023 now. Oh, God. So it is a Rosetta is the name of it. Ale aged on cherries with other natural flavors added. Traditional Belgian Kirsch. uh, It's a tiny, tiny, like size seven or six font in like this fancy script. Pleasingly tart with a touch of sweetness. And on the back it says, I forgot to read the wine back last time. It disappointed me. This elegant fruit beer matured on cherries, is brewed exclusively for Brewery Omegang by Leifmans, a sister brewery in Belgium. Brewed in Belgium. And then it says something in Belgium, something, I can't read it. It's like, it's that size six font again. It's very tiny and fancy. It says... I'm quite certain that nothing about your night tonight is going to be delightful, man. <laughs> and I've had this many years ago when it was fresh and it was like super tart, super fresh fruit. Like when you eat a really fresh yeah. under ripened cherry and I'm like, I'm not crazy about this. And I kept it around and forgot about it for like a year. And I had, I'm like, Oh, this has changed. So I go, what happens if I buy it again and keep it around for several years? Yeah. Because beer is the same thing as wine, right? Uh, you would not want to keep most wines, especially most wines that I would buy. Cause I'm not buying the fancy expensive yeah. ones. 
generally. Exactly. I have some, but I do not open those to the podcast without making a hurrah about it. And if I have yeah, all... a lot of people, a lot of people don't know that though, but like even less so with beer, man. If you like, bought a Pinot Grigio and kept it around for two years, it'd be fucking disgusting. Let alone three. You should have I it within six months to one year at most. Even one year is pushing it. it. Might even be bad by one year. Frankly, I've seen that. I've had one year old bad Pinot Grigio that's just you spit out. It's just disgusting. Pinot Grigio in general is very, very disappointing. Generally, yeah, I don't like it either. But you know, either way. So let's uh let's let's see what we got going on here, Fox. Because I, I even oh, have you it, even add. I even I, I put it in the in a Belgian right? tulip glass and everything instead of just having it straight out of the bottle. I put it. I go. We're gonna oh. have this in the tulip glass, my Lachouf tulip glass and everything. Let's. What's Wait, a, did you gaze at it under light for any sediment? It is. It is fucking <laughs> ruby red. Is like you can't. It is so fucking dark and red. You can't even see a hand through it. Okay. <laughs> it has like oh, it is. It has got this funky nose, but it's like a funky yeah. fruity nose. It's like a. It's it's not. It's a Belgian funk. Like every Belgian beer is funky, but it's it's uh it's smelling like 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 ripened cherries, not like fresh cherries. Oh, I have no doubt that it is ripened. Oh, that is, that is a fruit beer. That is, that is, yeah. That is likely a mistake. I think this is right. Yeah. Oh, it has some of that at the end. Oh, that's, that's the, that's the aging process on that fruit. Yeah, that's, that's what that is. So it, it has initially on the attack there on the front, it's got that, that intense sort of subdued from intensity fruit where the cherries have gone down from being super tart and pitchy and and with a bit of sweetness to like all that mellowing together to form this uh cherries that are like if you, if they, instead of being ripe on the vine they've been sitting around softened and they're changing colors a bit before you use them in like a pie or something it's got that kind of going on so instead of like being these tart unsweetened things which with sweetness added it all mends together to be this this uh if you like fruit beer this has uh if you find it because it's not made anymore and hold on to it for three years, it, it, it is the perfect culmination of on the back of the bottle. It says best by January, 2023. And I bought it like in 2019. So I go, you know what? I'm just keep it then. If it says on the back of the bottle, which is very unheard of and it's a Belgian, uh, we'll just keep that for several years. And I think it has reached the peak of the peak of aging. It's reached the peak of something. All right. Mm-mm. It's got, it's, it's not like it doesn't even smell bad. It's just got like a very, yeah, not fermented fruit, but just like fermented fruit. <laughs> yeah, that's all you, man. I, if I want to maintain a, a monochrome of oh yeah, <laughs> credulity, a monochrome of credulity. After last time, sink. <laughs> Someone goes, "Did he say monochrome?" And I'm like, "No, I was just, I was just worn out in different ways." And yes, a, mon- a monochrome, <laughs> a monochrome of credulity. Then let's go on to the leadership episode of this fox before we. Sure. Before I waste any more time, there's a lot of nowhere, and then you die of your your, your consumption. Yeah. This it's fruity, baby. It's like it's like cougar pussy. <laughs> is it, is it just like that? Okay, I don't know because I, I mean it's it's not past its prime, but still kicking. It's 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 you know we're gonna call this the uh, married and your wife still hot kind of pussy. That's, that's what we're gonna I would go with. Say here. a lot of that has to do with maintenance, but yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, if they let themselves go, then then it would not be. It, it, it would, becomes an issue. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be like that overage Pinot Grigio. Just because you're younger does not mean you are fresher. Or fruit beer that you kept for like two two years longer. In my closet, not even in proper conditions, just in the closet. 
Well, at least it was in the closet out of light or something. I got three more of these, Fox. That's unfortunate. Uh, should it just be every episode? Because <laughs> so we so we can watch Prepare number two. Yeah, week. I'll well, I'll come great. back to this in uh, in two months. And every two months, we'll we'll see what's happening. I'm sure you have a certain certain percentage of the fan base that would love to see you deteriorate over three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that that half wit spicy Ryan who wrote that one to one nineteen guy. That's right. I love when people have to comment that it was oh that guy, we don't like him. It's great. And they gotta make sure you know. So leadership in this game, the thing that you don't think about, could just hope everything works. Yeah, I guess there's like different flavors of leadership, and. I don't know, like you, you see it rarely no matter what, because nobody nobody really does anything in a in a public way. Um I guess when it comes to leadership, I witness people It's like tasting fruit that's like been sitting around. No, that that's gonna be in your mouth. <laughs> it's just gnawing at my cheeks. I'm enjoying this, but it's it's I, I don't think you are. I think you're trying to convince yourself that no, you're no. enjoying it. I'm enjoying it because it's so different, <laughs> uh-huh. but it was well made as a beer. It's 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 like gnawing at my cheeks like jam. Uh-huh. It's like I'm I'm failing to provide the proper adjectives. Or or metaphors for that wifely manner. Yeah, hmm. so <laughs> you just were stumbling for a second, so I figured I'd interject with something stupid. Well, I, I can't really place it. So like, there's the leaders that, that just kind of like throw shit together and then don't actually lead. So like, they're one of leaders. Assemblers. Yeah, they're, they're party assemblers. And then there's the kinds of leaders who will lean really heavily on everyone else around them, but which isn't the same as the assembler type. Like they, they have like their clique of people that know what's going on. So you have the needy they'll, people. They'll that way. You have the needy people with the leader. You have the feral dogs, which is just someone putting a party together. Yeah. And then there's like the, the people that actually know what they're doing and they, they try to communicate the stuff. And I those are the three different flavors that I generally see in this game. Um, the first two are, are kind of similar in a, in a way, but I, I, I think I, I think to, to go back to your your, your beer situation, um, the, the second one that I mentioned is more of like an aged leader. It's, it's aged <laughs> final because it has enough of the connections from enough parties that have failed and enough parties that have, have succeeded that they know like what people that they can call on. So we're looking so for fruit that's not too unripened on the vine here. We're looking for the ripened fruit that's fallen a little too many times and is able to understand that fall. I guess. Um, a lot of the time I see people at- tackle old content, but it's usually from like an experience basis or like the experience of people around them. But I very rarely see people actually like go and learn the stuff and then try to disseminate that information to the people that they, that they actually play with. Like those kinds of leaders are, are very rare. And I, I would like to see more of that, but it seems like people are just adverse to doing it completely. Like they just don't want to put that kind of effort into, into play. I think it depends on the player base itself and what they're looking for. The player base has evolved as gaming has evolved and community has evolved. We went from a time before Twitch where people had Skype. They didn't even have Skype. They had TeamSpeak and stuff and Ventrilo before that. And you didn't even have the internet sites we had and and Auction House wasn't really even a thing. Even when it was in its infancy, it was kind of like a worthless flame core existed. People were just talking shit and not too much was getting done there. More often than not, kind of like killing it for it or something equally shitty. And Sounds it's right. <laughs> it's evolved from people who accepted that gaming was like a, we grew up in the 90s or before that playing Super Nintendo kind of gamers to now it's evolved to those people have lives and don't give a shit and just want their stuff like everything else in life. 
and newer gamers that play who are not accustomed to facing a ikea piece of furniture instead of buying it assembled in the box therefore everything must be assembled and everyone wants their stuff and there's ways around it now that didn't previously exist like you just struggled and lost there was no the games the barrier's been removed so the optionality of of exists now of of shortcutting everything which did not exist before because the barriers were so intense. So removing barriers has simultaneously, while increasing access to the game, has decreased the quality of the players in it, in my opinion. There's a fine balance, and the game's existence and longevity, which is, I think, the optimal route, as I'm sure they had to concede to eventually because they wound it down to that point as developers for all their shenanigans. Fucking Crawler's Nest next update. Two... (laughs) Didn't even fucking talk about that. That's going to be in the update episode coming next week. Uh, The update's a couple days. To lowering the barriers to then players now aren't told no. And when you're not told no and you can eat cookies from the jar whenever you want, you create more fat cookie eaters in the community. And when you have nothing but fat cookie eaters in your grouping system, it creates kind of a a quandary of who is the cookie eating leader? Is there a leader? And why are things going the way they are? Oh, is there a leader? I've seen a lot of leadership actually fold and just completely be afraid to tell people that they need to come on certain jobs or or whatever. They get to a point where they want it and they know they need to do stuff with people, but they don't want to and they don't know how to, but they just hope it works out and they just buy all the stuff firsthand, which is generally how it is. And they just think they can throw it at stuff now that they've gotten it. Because I think in a lot of the player base's minds, their barrier isn't understanding the game. It isn't knowing how things work. It's reading what to do, reading what to wear, and then just hitting fight and weapon skills. And then the white mage better cure me. The other person's a red mage. They know what to do. I don't know what mages do. And uh, we're going to fight it now. Every, every geo does the same two bubbles. And uh, we need geo for everything, right? Uh, geo works here? Does, why do the bubbles do nothing? I don't know what's going on, guys. And they, just yeah. hope, and they just hope it works out. Because their barrier has been, if only I had the cool, shiny stuff, I'd be able to be as strong as all the cool, shiny people, I say not knowing anything about those cool shiny people they're idolizing and we create this this empty aren't that strong. Yeah. yeah this 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 empty idol society of oh if i just have all the cool stuff like the people i idolize the people who made the gear sets i, I want to be like them and then we just they get to that point and there's nothing behind it it's just a it's it's a rebuilt clerk setting in in new orleans that is there's nothing behind it there's nothing nothing at all it looks like the quick stop but it's not the quick stop yeah, I, I guess I can't really talk about leadership without talking about leadership shortcomings, and I kind of want to get that out of the way. I, d- I didn't know how to approach this episode without well, I, sounding like I'm complaining about well, it. Well, no, Fox, but... I'm going to guide you here. Fox, what to you do you think leadership is? Well, you can use it in the context of out of this game and in this game and link them or separate them or do it. What is leadership to you? doesn't even have to be this so, game specific. So to me, leadership is just being able to set an example and a template that people can then follow naturally. And uh, basically the, the idea of leadership is, is effectively that you should be teaching people to replace yourself. Um, that would be ideal because then every one of your operations become that much more streamlined because you don't have to, you know, provide any additional information or additional thought processes or anything like that. Like basically you have your procedures done at that point. And then um, you just need to make judgment calls because for whatever reason, you're more qualified to make them, you know, Um, that's probably the best case when it comes to leadership is you're basically just trying to make people fill your position, I think is the most successful leadership. I think that 
human beings are inherently social creatures as is a very basic statement, but every observation expands off basic statements and it grows to understanding. I think human beings are inherently social and all have desires that generally overlap unless it's a very niche sort of desire, like I want to be the greatest mountain climber. But even then there's going to be people that want to do that and you'll you'll naturally interact. But there might be like some random thing that's so out there that only one person wants it. Like I want to collect nematodes at latitude, latitude, this position, and no one's around you. So when you're connecting that ne- one guy, collecting okay. nematodes for whatever your yeah. life's passion is, I think that as being inherently social creatures who are inherently communal, these people coalesce around the similar desires in one way or another, and therefore that leads to people coalescing into efforts to obtain those desires. And in that, different personalities and different aspects step up to eventually... Uh, whether it's the person who wants the power for the sake of power, whatever have you, the person who's doing it because they don't want to, they just want things to be solved. You know, there's very varying archetypes of individuals that everyone's seen in this game one way or another. It leads to people stepping up to try and expend effort into things working out, and that generally often ends up to people deferring to them or versus the other way, and leadership is therefore grown from communal organization that naturally will flow and develop. So a leadership, therefore, would be about how to obtain the interests of the of the community and society of which you are involved in participating in. So how to be a leader rather than just the act of actually being the leader. The leader... Because th- those aren't always the same thing. Yeah. So leadership then, therefore, would mean... Are we talking characteristics? Because it's just whoever is stepping up. That's what a leader is. <laughs> Whoever well, is whoever's asserting whatever, themselves is a leader. Like, 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 like when you have to lead things, you're you're designated at that point either by yourself because you have the drive to go out and form a team. Because a, a leader always assumes that there's a group greater than the individual. So the 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 leader either is is someone who takes the initiative to form that group, or they get appointed by the group, and usually everyone's a peer at the start to to begin with, and like you're basically nominated as the most eligible person to take take the job. Um, those are usually the two situations where a leader exists. Um, so I, I I really don't know how to approach it beyond that. Like, <laughs> so they, they come to be, yes, and it's as a at a result of of community for sure. But uh, it's usually there's more to it. Like the actual act of being a leader past that point is is very different. So there'd be qualities that certain people think a leader should have versus. Other people who care more about results, other people care more about the the journey, other people that care about, I only want to follow some guy that's not a dick. I only want to follow someone that has results. Da, 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 da. So a leader will reflect, I think, the tone a group takes on. And leadership, therefore, would be about basically directing the efforts of a group. And that's all leadership would be in that case of who is doing the directing and how is the directing of that person working towards the desired result. That's fair. And that's where like a leader and, and a strategist can get somewhat confused with each other. In this because game, they're usually re- simultaneous, unfortunately. That is unfortunate, yes. And that's that's the experience that I'm going to be able to speak from. Yeah. And I when it when it comes to that, that, that shouldn't necessarily be the case because not everyone has the social skills to be a leader, nor do they want to be a leader because they, they don't want to they, they basically some sometimes you don't want to go out of your way to you know actively use those social skills i I guess like i i like being a strategist i like putting the pieces together directing the flow of traffic and basically 
trying to play the jobs that I'm not actively playing, you know, to put it in the context of the game. But the, the leader is the person who's going to try to keep the group around. The leader is the person who has to feel the concerns of the group. The leader is the person who has to identify the concerns of the group and do something about them. Like there's 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 so much more to it that, you know, someone who's simply a strategist just doesn't even want to fuck with. The leader <laughs> is generally in charge of maintaining relationships while yes. everyone in the group will be having their own naturally because that's what happens for better or worse. The leader is generally in charge of overseeing relationships when they become a concern to the group in one way or another. Yep. Whether it's to forward the group's efforts through relationships that form between individuals or relationships that it would be stymieing the group's efforts, they generally have to supersede into that, which is a common thing in this game. And something that generally groups don't want to get involved with, especially leaders, they go, oh, no drama. We're a drama-free link show I've seen a couple oh, yeah, times just, in my playtime. That. And we're recruiting players, no drama allowed. That was no, always... That just kind of makes you a little bitch. Just yeah. handle your drama. No just humanity allowed in the people in my group. No one would ever have drama in their life. This ain't right. TNT. Ain't TNT. For you American cable viewers, although I haven't had cable I, uh... in a long-ass time. Yeah, and I, I guess in that sense, I actually see myself as a terrible leader. Because you don't I, maintain relationships. Really at, I don't give a shit, honestly. Um, I, I want people to just be adults. I'm really good um, at being the the strategist role. Like, like I like being the the second in command. And it's it's not just like from some sort of, oh, he just wants to be a beta personality sort of thing. It, it doesn't have anything to do with that. I just don't care about the other shit that you it's have to deal with. Not even second in command. It's more that you don't want to handle the cohesion and communication and organization. Yep. Well, I organization is part of strategy. <laughs> like you're not interested in maintaining relationships or nope. recruiting people or, or, or motivating nope. them to do stuff. All the things a leader has to do. Um, you're more involved in the divisioning and, and you know, the, 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 the confronting. The, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're more concerned with. The leader, the leader needs to handle the group so that it can function at its optimal ability for my strategy to be implemented so that we can be successful. So you all want success, but the strategist, which is generally has to be the leader in this game, yeah. uh, it really shouldn't have to be. But usually people are, they don't, they just join the group to turn on autopilot or they don't want well, to speak up. Some people do, but yeah, it didn't used to be. And, and my, I, I my group doesn't work like that. that. Role, uh, I, I filled that role I was talking about for a very long time in the history of playing this game. Yeah, um, I was always a, a co-leader of like link shells or groups and stuff like that, but I intentionally was not the person who was the face of everything because I was I, I was the person people didn't really want to deal with because I'm just not nice about people's failings a lot of the time. You weren't a shoulder to cry on. Yeah, basically. And I think that's and fine. Now, now that I have to fill that role, it's really awkward when I need to tell people they need to just shut the fuck up or actually pay attention in events and stuff like that. And I, I do tell them to do that. But at the same time, now I also have to be the person that juggles, you know, the yeah. human relations part of it. It gets it sure gets more tiring than the, than the event itself at times. Yeah, it's bullshit. All I want to do is coordinate shit. <laughs> That's been so the number I, one I guess, thing for me to have to deal with through this game, being link show leader, event leader, static leader, making groups in this game. Even though making groups with shouts is, they don't have to deal with it as much as the group's kind of over, it fails, whatever. But when you have a static and this and that, especially with you, your group, it becomes a matter of maintaining a balance of everyone. And if you just ignore it, the group will deteriorate, whether you see it or not. You don't always see these changes in a group. And and these are the things that make the game more or less enjoyable, frankly. So keeping a handle on it as a leader, even though it can be taxing, keeping that in check is the way to actually sit back and, and relax and not have the problems or the frustrations or the bullshit as much as you possibly can and still go. 
Yeah, I suppose there's a um, there's an uneven return in your investment when it comes to being a leader, especially in this game. Being a leader is not even an investment because, well, you you have to invest in your group if if you're the leader. Like you, you basically want everything to work out properly. Um, but at the end of the day, you end up doing more work. Everyone benefits from it, but you end up doing more work, and you're just not compensated for it really in, in excess of anything else that's going on. And that's something that you kind of have to be okay with. I mean, are you Just asking? Are you asking to have your time respected, Fox? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, uh, that's actually why I'm I'm so big on on scheduling. It's not just my time, but I also consider like the time of my group and the the fact that they're scheduling around my event and stuff like that. Um, I, I'm really big on just people being respectful of time, and that's usually the one thing that'll make me angry is when people just don't. I've had to drill into people because certain people will be not showing up for the night, and they just won't say something and that happened a couple times and i go no that's not happening you need to tell us yeah you need to tell us not just not just pop up when we've been waiting on you thinking you're gonna get on you haven't said anything and that that gets cut off you know that and and i make sure besides saying it it also gets you know the hazing ensues like oh uh nice you to show up you uh thinking about doing stuff tonight and be like someone starts saying i'll be like i wonder what hundy was doing guys what do you think hundy was so it'll be It'll be impressing upon people because the request needs to be understood. There's different ways to make that happen. I'm not saying hazing is and bullying is the proper way to make that happen, but there is busting balls and, and, and being part of a group is, is blowing off steam in that capacity. There are certain lines to that, and it depends on the group's personalities if that works or not. But certain people understand things in different ways, and if they or at all, <laughs> if they if they are more impressed upon that they need to share you know, hey, I'm not going to be there tonight, guys. And it doesn't happen again, which it does not happen again. After it's a couple times, it just, it doesn't happen. It's, um, you know, you have a phone, take that phone out on Discord and fucking say, I- I'm not sure I'm going to make it, just go without me. Or, hey, I'm not I'm busy this week. That I, you know, And and Hundi has been great on that now in my group. He's said, hey, I'm not going to be there by the way tonight, guys. Well in advance. And, you know, and tables the same way. And it, you know, yeah. And, yeah. And, and we haven't had that problem mostly. Like, uh, sometimes Hundi just doesn't. You know, like, oh, like the well, people 15 minutes before the run, like, oh, I'm not going to make it. But he, he was thinking he was going to make right. it. So that's, you know, you'd live with that. Right. Yeah, there, there are situations that can be avoided. And then there's just being an asshat towards, you know, the, the time of five people yeah. waiting on you. And a lot of people who are just thinking about whatever they're doing in their life and they just expect the group to be there. Like it's a fucking, you know, uh, an, an instance they pick up or something. It's just there. And hey, Blackie. It, it just doesn't work that way. And, and setting that tone and those guys, uh, those guidelines and boundaries. And they're just like saying, hey, who wants to make a static? Let's go fight stuff, which I've seen a lot of people do. Oh, we just want to do this. We'll, what, you know, we'll fight this and that's it. And those groups don't last. They break up. And if they, if they do last, they start breaking down and losing people because people need to have certain guidelines and boundaries from the leader as a group who the leader has to discuss it with the group and see, you know, there is, it is a, a, a back and forth process. I mean, sometimes it's- Yeah, I, I keep mine very rigid, like as, as far as- even though I don't deal with like the bullshit that goes on because I just tell people to be adults. Um, I, 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 I just, I basically set an expectation for what's about to go on. We do that. And then we evaluate it afterwards to see, you know, where anything broke down if applicable. Yeah. It doesn't go much beyond that. That's the, the, no, that's, that's the keeping the cohesion and the relationships in check of the, of the players in your group, because everyone has different needs. Everyone's different lives. I keep my group much more flexible than you do. It's not rigid. Like the time, is somewhat rigid and 
it, it's it's impressed upon uh, one way or the other, and sometimes it's be reminded, uh, but it's impressed upon that this is the time, this is what we're doing, and you know, it's, it's as long as that's abided by, I don't care what happens with that because if people are there, it's just a matter of you know, as long as we're there at that time, it's, I don't care about, I don't write a strategy out of stuff like you do beforehand. We kind of we kind of get into a rhythm, feel the rhythm, and we just <laughs> we just keep going. Wow. And it, you know, we adjust things as they come. We and that kind of makes it somewhat difficult, actually, when we go back to content we haven't done in a while. And we're like, oh wait, what was the rhythm we were in? And and it's something we could just crush before we had to get back in that rhythm, which is fine. It kind of keeps yeah. the game a little fresh, but no, that's understandable too. Like with as with anything, like you need to practice. So I, that has, that doesn't have much to do with leadership necessarily. Is well, if you were, if I was more organized, because keeping things organized is part of leadership, and and had your rigidity of keeping strategies written down for people to review and discuss because i'll just discuss things beforehand of what yeah you gotta get them to read it first yeah though. and then <laughs> so i i also in terms of styling of how groups are led in, in the organization i keep mine power shared i i'll just say what we're doing tonight and people just go okay we're doing that and sometimes people will just ask can we do something different or whatever and they typically don't they just kind of want to hang out or play or whatever and I'll just hand down the, we're going to do Shoal B tonight, guys, instead of Sortie. And then we're going to do Master Levels, whoever wants to hang around. Because they're <laughs> nerfing the nest. Instead of removing the bots. I, I leave that dialogue open. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I don't, I don't, I, I may keep things very structured, but if people want to do something else, all they have to do is... But that, that's wanting to do something. When it comes down to motivating the group sometimes, I want some of the responsibilities and delegation of leadership to be kind of shared within the group who's going to step up and who wants to say something or who wants to because someone like carrot will just outside of telling someone to go fuck themselves for running away from songs or whatever <laughs> whatever snappy she's like you know she's like a the bob thing, yeah. she's like a yeah, bobcat she's just you know she's <laughs> quiet but she's vicious when she speaks up like like you know if someone tells mom she'll stupidly get up randomly they're not saying anything for a while she'll go oh go fuck yourself <laughs> she'll just, she'll just yeah, exactly. i think i'm rubbing off on it a little bit <laughs> yeah, so you're uh so you're running away from fucking songs like a fucking idiot <laughs> yeah it'd be like it'll be like i know those lines i know those lines because basing's so concerned with with fighting and, and he gets kind of tunnel vision yeah. in my group for he's gonna want to go fight don't mess with my mob i'm skill chaining get away from my mob i'm being the dd i'm doing the dd stuff and he gets really all about like he wants to be the schwarzenegger Oh jeez! So, yeah. so that's also personality types of managing the relationship. And he'll run away from songs, and then Kara to go basing. I swear to fucking god! And yeah, yeah. and there is a frustration of why do I have to come barred if everyone doesn't fucking respect me? Trying you know, and you have to, you know, you have to impress. Do not run away from songs, and it has to be more than just the bard complaining. Yeah, it, it has to come from dad voice. It know? has to also come from yeah. other people in the group, and especially you know when it's that matter. I'll be like, hey, everyone else is waiting for songs. Everyone else didn't run away. But I also sometimes not arrange his songs, but because I just can't see it behind me. And I assume that happens to him as well. But I think he's also more eager and roaring to go to, to fight because he wants to he wants to go kill shit. That's what people want to go kill shit sometimes. Some people get more obsessed with that than some people in groups, especially pug people you invite. They want to follow you around and they don't want to venture away because they're afraid of messing up, going off the reservation. Uh, they just kind of hang around and fight the same mobs you're fighting. They don't want to break off because they're kind of afraid of the consequences, potentially. They're yeah. unsure of themselves. And you yeah, have to they, they don't take know. that and work with that and identify well, that. Well, when you, when, you when you don't have a recurring member, that can happen, though, because you yes. haven't... It's impossible to set a, like a, like an expectation for those people. But if you're... Because all you can do is just tell them, fight the thing, 
but they don't know like what flavor of fight thing. To if do. you're pugging, you should expect that to be the norm, though, where people are just yeah. going to. If someone hasn't moved, ever, like so, whoever's moving forward in that kind of situation, especially in a pug, if they don't know what's going on or if they haven't had a sense of, you know, familiarity with the content in the group, all the do those are two separate things, of course. They will just follow whoever's running, and if that person running is not you, you don't know where they're going to go. And if that person's not moving, mm-hmm. everyone will kind of sometimes just stand around and not move. Because yeah, I watched that happen when I did sortie with you that one time, and that the bard followed you instead yeah. of everyone else. And it, especially <laughs> they tell them not to do that, and they didn't listen. Yeah. But that's that's because they're on that's autopilot fine. of instinct because they're unsure of what's going on, and they they're just trying to, you know, what is what is the final result of what my brain comes down here to, and it's what's familiar, it's what's comfortable. I'm gonna get through this content by just following the party leader, even though they said not to do that, and I didn't pay attention. Yeah. But you kind of you know when you know to look for that that's a matter of leadership because if no one is leading your group when you join a pug and that kind of stuff's happening, then it's okay to step up and say, uh, Hey, let's go this way or just, or just break off. And then someone will probably follow you and you just start fighting and they'll start fighting with you. If you're in Shoal C or whatever's going on in that case, sometimes things weird happen in ambuscade, something like that. Ambuscade being the biggest one of where strategy and leadership fails. Well, what I do is I assign people buddies in that situation. So if I, well, I always have that one person who doesn't know what they're fucking doing. And (laughs) I pick a single person in the party who I know will do what they're supposed to do. And I just tell them to do what they're doing. Um, And that's usually pretty effective. And I imagine that should work roughly the same as a, as a pug person would, because they're going to see that person and they're like, oh, this person is doing this. The expectation has been set that I should also do this with this person. And it's, it's generally a pretty safe way to handle that. So part of that power so, sharing, what I meant, is also sharing independence of if something happens in the fly to adjust and just make a call. Don't just be like, oh, what do I do? You know, just, just make a call and otherwise yeah. something will be said otherwise. But it's also creating people that are independently minded enough that they're not always waiting for the leader to say something to do. They're not waiting to be told or follow what's said or or just not know mm-hmm. and, and kind of not be optimal. Yeah, and, that's... It's about creating. That's part of what I was saying. Yeah, when it the comes buddy to like making people like, well, that's just making people like you. Like, like that's that's when you're in in leadership and you're empowering them to also effectively be leadership and make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. And you you do that by training them to do so. Because the contrast and, to that is yeah. something that's I think far more common in this game, especially with some of those uh, bigger, bolder link shells of one guy who really just wants a bunch of people to come and make all their dreams happen. Please donate to my puck. So when you get someone like that, it creates a a gaggle of of nematodes. Because SpongeBob popped in my head with the with the sure. bunch of worms all the way. It just creates a gaggle of, of fish, a school of fish. And if the leader is subpar in that respect, you have kind of just a group of chum. And there is not an independent mindset or, or decision making process that's been installed. So that group is not being elevated. So that's the whole point of what I'm getting on here is as the leader, and it's what you were saying too, Fox, it's just you want to empower and elevate the people around you to make those independent decisions. But most groups like link shells that just form or or, or so on don't have that empowering happening. And unless you're someone who's already experienced enough, which most people aren't um, in their decision making or group playing because they just kind of play the game casually or or they're just just not familiar with what's going on or don't know mechanics or these are things that are just normal. If you're not empowered in certain regards to make certain decisions based on uh, just the criteria or experience or uh, a general strategy plan or, or or have you done this before? Yeah, have you done this before? Tackling tackling brand new content is a whole different story. There's a different set of expectations that goes with it. 
But like when you go to Omen or you go to like Dynamis uh, Divergence or something and you have like a particular wave or waves in mind that you're going to farm, it's expected that you know what's going on with that because that content is older. So there's a lot, there, there's a huge, there's a huge disconnect between trying to figure out new content and the expected dirtle and failure that comes with that. And then the already solved content and being able to handle that properly. So and yeah, there's a certain amount of expectation that comes from the leadership when it comes to those older tasks. So as much as I'm on this whole, it makes, you know, it just may sound when you're listening to this, it's always oh, just common sense. You want to empower the people around you to be better. <laughs> it's not common though. It, it, it sounds really basic when you talk about it, but if we relate this to yeah. your experiences with Link Shells Fox that you've had, yeah. it's a lot of people, a lot of which just have gear, they have, and it's, it's, it's Bisquick and they're just kind of there. And what's the strategy? Um, what is it? Lux counters doom. And that's the whole thing. And everyone yeah. runs at it and dies. That's, Oh, I thought you were taking pot shots at lock style. Well, Oh, no, that, like, that, that was a whole different situation. That, that was the last time that was the last time I was in a link shell and it was successful because I was basically the co-leader. And what happened there is they just ended up getting lazy as shit. And then I ended up well, always lead, were. lead the shit. And I just didn't want to lead the shit. Like there are some people who are good at being the co-leader. <laughs> like, there's there's the some people that are good at being the support with. for the group who take. Yeah. So every, every leader. I don't got the charisma for that. <laughs> every leader needs a wingman. Yeah, exactly. They need someone to take a lot of the burden off because a leader can't see everything going on in the event or or monitor or or discipline. That's or, what no, I thought you were talking about. Yeah, no. So you need a, a good person to observe what's going on. Like, I can't always see what's going on with the bard not doing something that we picked up or whatever. I need someone else who's paying I attention can. to what's going on instead of just, just doing stuff and not watching. And that's when a good mm -hmm. wingman, usually basing notices or carrot notices these things and reports them. And that's yeah. what you need. But yeah, I'm talking about in, in this game, You'll, if you pay attention to the groups you join or the link shows you're in, more often than not, it generally ends up just people who just show up and the leader isn't empowering them and they just kind of just... It's like, it's like cannon fodder. It's just groups of cannon fodder. And that's where a lot of the failures and frustrations and, oh, I have to pay to get this clear is no one, we can't get the clear. It, it stems from just cannon fodder being clumped together and being thrown in the target and it's not successful. Yeah. And that's purely down to leadership. So the other day... Mm -hmm. There was a yell yesterday night. In fact, it was the other day. Yesterday night, there was a yell. Um, I would do stuff, but pug groups are just cancer and they don't ever win. It was just a yell like that. Basically, you know, unfortunately, pug groups are terrible. That kind of that kind of sentiment. That's unfair even from my perspective, because I will generally think that that's the case. But I have been in pugs that are successful. Like yes. I've been in pugs where you've set them up and I was like, sure, I'll go too. And and they were fine. Yeah, they have been because especially when you're only placing a couple people and the rest of them are people that you know can do stuff that you know yeah, you don't have cannon fodder. Okay. You're not lumping cannon fodder at that point. You're picking a couple of people to fill the gaps and how well they well, fill. Ambuscade's them. a really good example of that because like we've gone in where we've just known each other in ambuscade and had like four pugs. Yeah, it also depends on the month. Yeah, as you said before. Yeah, but I, I responded back and yell with more often than not it's the leader's fault for those pugs being horrible. As in, it's to, true. to hint if he's the guy who's making the pug, it's his fault. Is what I was kind of saying indirectly to this guy. What I meant to say at least and it's directly. If you're going to yell that pugs are terrible, da da da, and you're the one yelling it, you're probably the one who's also yelled to make a pug in this case, and you're just upset that people suck, which they do. We we bemoan, especially myself, that people are fucking horrible in this game, and that is why failures do occur. But that is a different aspect of leadership. We'll talk about. And if you're the one doing that, you need to be able, when you're making this pug and it feels like that, that's ultimately on you 
Because as much as it's easy to say, oh, this person ran out and Leroy us and we fucking died, which is a bit of an extreme circumstance to compare it to. Much as it is easy to blame, oh, like yeah, the bard, the bard sung songs <laughs> in AFK to never said, like, slept anything. As easy as that is to do, um, mm. ultimately, that comes down to the leader's fault. Could you have assessed that bard and figured out that they were not going to do things properly? Yeah, you could have. I mean, sleeping is a poor example, too, because if someone can do basic functions of a job, it's not the leader's fault. It's just that person's terrible. But most yeah, players I, I aren't that, that horrible. Yeah, that line's... I'm trying to dance around that line to create a, a reasonable way to explain that my, a warrior that just runs out and doesn't care and just dies or just, you know, a paladin that doesn't do the right things or use they use sentinel before they run into a horde of mobs instead of after they have hate those as a as a leader like what can you reasonably expect from the people who aren't going to be the leader you know you you have to be able to define that as well so so when people don't play their jobs i think is the problem and that's that's the distinction between if no one they don't play their job then there's not too much you can do besides as the leader you got to kind of screen okay what are you going to do in your job and i've done that before i've asked the bard so what songs are you going to sing us and i've asked the chorus so what roles are you going to sing us uh, sing us. What roles are you going to, to shanty us with? I'm going to roll these cards. I'm going to shanty this fucking chaos all over you, and I'm going to crook at the Sam. <sighs> oh, that's a story happened last night. Uh, after I said good something, it happened, happened again. The ultimate failure. You know, that's good. <laughs> but ultimately, when we make an ambuscade, especially, is when this is the failure. Especially, not, this is the best point I guess I can make on this. When you make an ambuscade, and as a pug person, as you do, and you fail because ambuscades are very strategy, uh, meet the gimmicks, kind of set things up to bypass the problems and, and do this and you will kind of win. Like this month, everyone you know takes the paladin or whatever to tank Rama or, or take someone to dispel the spikes and someone to you know, do whatever. And then you go and have a blue absolute terror, you win. If you're just picking random shit and you're killing every avatar forever or just dying to astral flow, you know, all that kind of stuff, and that happens, that's on you it's as the leader because you <laughs> failed to, to conform to a strategy that you didn't look up. And you just hope that by bringing out the, the strongest R15, someone even yelled master level DD the other day, like ML40 R15 DD, can I have it? Like people are yelling that. You can't just throw those people to the ambuscade and win. That's what people try to do. And that's when leadership is really poor. So maybe even as someone who's not the leader joining a party where they, they ask for ML, yeah, they try to brute force their way through this yeah. entire game. And I, I love when it fails. But oh, if, I do too, because yeah. it's, it's, it's old content that has only been made easier. And it just kind of exacerbates the problem. Like those people who are failing at ML forty with R fifteen DDs, like it's even more apparent that failure is occurring <laughs> because you're 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 actually failing harder than you would have failed last year. You got stronger <laughs> to fail harder. That's right. It's baffling. But yeah, it's it's on when you you know it's there's plenty of people that can't play this game and you need to assess them because being a leader is to assess these sort of people and identify the problems they may come with so the other day i had a corsair we're doing shoulder as i said and i yelled for a corsair i didn't yell anything 15 i didn't yell ml anything i didn't yell even bring a nagling didn't even ask that i yelled for a core and i just said core can i have it shoulder that's it that was the whole yell there was nothing else five out of six that's the entirety of the okay. yell and i get a core and my first response is, do you have a Luzov's ring? That's my question. Do you have a Luzov's ring? And the response I got first was, I'm an R15 MO40 core with death penalty, but no, I don't have Luzov's ring. What the fuck? <laughs> they go, I did all my missions, but I forgot about it. I'm sure you forgot about it. And, they, and so they said they're going to go get it. And I go, okay. They went and go got it. Did all my missions? Didn't you just buy that for Imperial Standing? 
Yeah, you do. It's like rank three out of ten yeah. for fucking imperial standing. So sure, if you're if you're working on death penalty, you got it. You, you have access to it. Likely understood what that ring did. <laughs> it takes your rolls from an eight to a sixteen in distance, which is incredibly important right. well, when I you're trying it. to. Yeah. yeah. Well, for people who don't know what Lazarus ring does, it ta- it doubles the distance of rolls on core, which is eight normally, which is very tiny around you. That is that, that is, is that is very small. Yeah. You know, that's not even girthy. You can't even use that. Gone are the days where that was relevant. <laughs> so, sixteen yams around you, very important. That's the way yeah. you can hit everyone because when you're on course there. If you miss someone with the initial roll and the hat is proct or the job bonus is proct and you double up on them afterwards, they don't get that bonus. They get the roll, they don't get that bonus, and that's important. That's an important thing, and most Corsairs don't know that, is you can't just double up on them after they've missed it. You can do that with like bolters or something, it doesn't matter. Bolters is fine. Yeah. But for Chaos especially, you can't miss the initial one. You can, you'll still get a large bonus, you won't even know, but if you're not calving attack already and not calving when you get it, you don't want them missing a, a sizable chunk of attack. So what happened with the Corsair? I, I said, you know, very basic instructions for Shoal B. We're going to kill the Halos, whatever. Don't open any boxes, land opening boxes. And, we, I, you know, we're just going to fight our way up on doing mimics or whatever. And we just went. That's it. Corsair followed. It was fun. What happened immediately at the start is Crooked Card Sam. So I stop. I, I stop fighting because now I have to stop fucking fighting. <laughs> and I type in party, please don't ever Crooked Card Sam don't ever do it. Just don't. And I say it in party. And then we get to the next point. Crooked card Sam's again. And I start saying in party, I go, I guess you're really like not listening to when people say basic things and being poor at your job. No response, of course. And they just continue to run and fight. And thanks for inviting me, is what they said. It's like, okay. okay. So wow. there's a lot of other stuff going on there. They were just being very subpar. But they did what needed them to do. That's the best I can hope for. But that's a case of where leadership of is explained don't ever do that again, please. And then they do it again, and then they don't say anything back when you now now you're now you're hazing and bullying at this point. If you want to be fucking bad, be bad, but don't do that. I guess don't do that. It's it's like the most basic request. Don't piss on my lawn, please. Do the right buff. You're dare to do two rolls. Do the right fucking roll. Otherwise, why do I have you? You're a corsair. The group doesn't need a guy that can't fucking do a basic action. It matters in there because you're not capping attack, especially when we're going through there. You need it. To blow through stuff, you cost the group points, even though they're carrying you at this point now. Because yeah, yeah you're costing the group points. You're 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 a detriment now. Any other corsair could have done that. And it's, it's those are the kind of like you can't as a leader you have to like identify. I checked the core. I had nagling. I was I was sure he'd be fine with anything else. I don't even do tons of damage. I just need him to be competent, do the rolls, fight. He'll kill stuff with nagling. He's not too dramatic of a difference, hopefully, than other corsairs. And just that's it. I'm not gonna. Sit there and sometimes I'll ask basic questions like, "What are you working with on warrior?" I've said before plenty of times. I just make sure they if, they if they can't even keep multiple damage types in a warrior, don't join my party. I'll check them and see what their idle set looks like. If I have more questions at that point, I'll start asking more questions. Just just basic stuff like that. And that's that, as a leader, that's how I screen people. I'm not most people don't know how to screen people. They don't know what a white mage is enhancing should not be 200, you know, skill or whatever. Well, you ask Fox, let me see your yeah, uh, enhancing yeah. set. That's you ask White Mages. I, I, don't, I don't even, no, I don't even ask him for the set. I just have him throw a bar spell on me. Okay, cast the bar spell on me. That, that, that's a good way to know because... Hey, will you cast more bulls Fo- Fox, <laughs> what should that bar spell be? Should it be should 150? Be, uh, no, it should be like 236. <laughs> yeah, it should be at least 220. It should be at least over 200. It should be It should be 165 on, on jobs that aren't White Mage. Yeah. <laughs> If you're if you're on a white mage and you cast bar spell and it's like 170, you're not a good white mage. 
that's one of your most important roles. From yeah. yeah. If you can't get your enhancing skill, if you can't do basic things on white mage, if you can't hit 200 plus bar spell, any white mage can hit 200 plus bar spell. As long as I see 200 fox, I'm okay with that. It's everything else at that point that'll matter that they do. The extra... Well, it's it's not about the bar spell at that point for me. It's yeah, about yeah. how much effort did you put into the job. I'm just trying to impress people like it doesn't have to be 236. I'm like, as long as I see 200 plus, I'm content. If I see 160, 170, 180, yeah. no. Even the extra 36 of Magic Evasion, I just don't give a shit about. If I see I close to know. 200, now I'm gonna, I'll probably just say okay, and I'm gonna be very, very wary, and maybe ask some other questions like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. just what, what's your DTs like? This, like, I probably gonna ask that question for a white mage because their idol set is their DT set. I'll check their idol set, and that answer, that question is answered. If they have, um, fucking the suity pants plus one on. And, and, and oh, God. yeah, so, and it just other horrible refresh pieces and don't have any DT, uh, and they don't even have any Yanga on at all, even in, as a substitute for some refresh or any kind of stats on it that don't get you killed as much, or just anything. If they don't have, like, if I see some Bunsies and some Yame, I don't care if it has any rank on it whatsoever, I don't give a shit. It's there to be DT, I'm not on the healer, no, yeah, it's just there to be DT. I don't, I'm not even looking for that. People look for like capped Nayame DDs and stuff and stuff like that. You just, yeah, why do we need 8% weapon skill damage on a white mage? Just evaluate your white mage because they're right. getting hit in that idol set. So do you see DT there? Are they wearing garbage random stuff with, they have no DT or, or not, they should be capped DT in a white mage easy. And if their bar spell doesn't yeah. even do 200 and they don't have a shit idol set, just get rid of that white mage because if they can't do something important like that, you don't want to put your life in their hands. There's plenty of other white mages, just get rid of them. Like, I don't care if they have Yag Rush, just get rid of them. Because they'll have oh, Yag yeah, Rush I, and I, have I, that horrible gear on. Having the Rima is a thing. Like, we're, we're kind of straying from, from leadership itself, but I guess like. Well, this is evaluating people. Yeah, you, how to ask questions. Do you have Bloods of Spring? Do you have TP bonus gone? Uh, what's your bar spell do? Uh, what weapons do you have in a warrior? They're like assessing, this is just a tangent of assessing people. As yeah. a leader, if you want to be successful, like you don't have to know everything about the job. If you don't know shit about Geo, that's fine. You don't have to know shit about Geo. You have to know what bubbles should be used in your strategy. You have to know what bubbles do what. And you don't have to know anything else about Geo. So you have to know, oh, I want frailty. Oh, I want fury for attack. Or, oh, what's the def- attack down one? Let me look it up on BG. Oh, it's wilt. Because if you look at the cheat sheet on the bottom say- of Geo, it's got wilt there. I would say that as the actual group leader, not like the co-leader or anything, because those are very different roles, but as the actual group leader, I would say that I'm a, a very bad leader when it comes to assessing players. Because what I do is I typically take... Well, no, I take what we have and I work with it and I just make it work based on you know what we have to work I with. I think that's the most often but response taken. It's just to make it work if you can, and it just doesn't. Yeah. Well, because I don't want to be the leader... I have no desire to be the leader. What ends up happening is I don't want to replace the person. And one person in my group in particular is very, very, very fortunate that I don't want to replace people. (laughs) So, you know, Fox, a group is only as strong as its weakest link. And you have a weaker link than my group does. I, I have an incredible handicap, and and honestly, you got a chain with a wooden link between. Think about ones. how 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 well my group plays because of that. You got the Make a Wish Foundation. The group's going on. Yeah, we we literally five man almost everything. Yeah, it's I it's, it's I popped in. Unacceptable. Oh, it's not even almost unacceptable. It is actual unacceptable. I almost never jump in your chats where you're doing your stuff because, like, you guys are talking. I'm not going to, like, it's kind of creepy to yeah. sit there and listen. It's kind of rude, in my opinion, and I'm not going to interrupt what you're doing. But I jumped in last night because you said something about someone talking who never talks, and I jumped in oh. there to hear it. I'm like, oh, oh, 
Yeah, Norcris got a mic. It was great. Fucking after three <laughs> years of never speaking, you know, yeah. the the guy, the, the the whisperer there just suddenly has a voice. <laughs> yeah, it's like Forrest Gump running for three years and then goes stopping. <gasps> Guys, he's gonna speak. Well, I think I'm gonna get a mic now. Pretty yeah, pretty, pretty tired of not ever talking. But then I I stuck I hung around and listened to it and it was it was frankly brutal. Oh my god, it was yeah. it was just. I was I was telling Kara what was going I'm not on nice about it. as it was happening, and and it was basically just just Felgar fucking up on the basics of Bard regularly, like very basics of the run. I don't make him sing more than five songs. And like you're trying to do a multi-step skill chain for for area D to get the the chest objective well, to go to the boss, and he just runs it up. As we've been doing for over a month now. Yeah, you you've done this event several times. It's always the skill chains, and you're calling out you're doing skill chains. Everyone's right, doing right. skill chains. He knows you always do skill chains in D. You've done it many times. We we go we go five days a week. Yeah, and he just <laughs> he just runs up and fucks it up, and you're just in. Yeah the rage immediately begins <laughs> and and it's like you know you should tell them we're doing a skill change laugh, what what is not clear about that to you what don't you get why can't you understand this basically asking why are you fucking retarded almost in, in not so many words and yeah. and then the response instead of admitting this is another thing people do all the time it's just weird instead of admitting fault and going oh, i fucked up or just admitting like oh i'm sorry i'll, I'll not do it again or whatever it's well that, he would anyway but anyway just at least the sentiment of I, i'm sorry i messed up would be expressed in some capacity the response instead is doubling down of well you know people have different qualifiers sometimes and we're not on the same page when we try to attempt these <laughs> and I'm like, people have different qualifiers yeah, it's, it's the it's the i'm sitting at board meetings and this is the answer i give at board meetings when things fail you know people answer, have different yeah. qualifiers and we weren't on the same communication level <laughs> it's yeah, just I'm like what the fuck sounds like a fucking corporate board meeting yeah and, and, and you, you just you just you just turn around and basically smack him again and then he goes yeah. you know what never mind and he goes no i need you to mind and i'm just sitting here and having you tell no, that, someone that's what i said yeah that's what you said yeah, yeah that's what i meant and you go no i need you to mind <laughs> no, I need you to <laughs> that's mind. the whole Absolutely. point of what we're doing here i need you to mind i need you to pay attention to what the fuck's going on phil car <laughs> <laughs> that was almost verbatim <laughs> And then when I was sitting there, I sort of carried my mouth. I was like, "Oh, he's just fucking brutalizing him." Oh no! And it just became a thing. I don't like doing that, by the way. Yeah. It's, it's funny right now, but it's and not he funny sticks around for it like you're his mistress, you're his dominatrix. It's, what what I see, what I care about, is not what his feelings are. I have a group of four other people that are competent at what they do, and every time he fucks up, I then have to deal with the morale hit. Yeah, because that take. Cause Abject complains, like, what the fuck are you doing, Felgar? And then that's kind of it. Yeah. And Abject stews and is, and is you know, like, this is part of also maintaining relationships in a group. This is yeah, what a leader does. You know, personalities. Yeah. For sure. So he's going to stew in his, his frustration, as you do, because when someone's constantly making that, that stew pot and you're, they're throwing you in it, you're going to stew. And Abject's going to stew when you know it. And that's, you know, no one wants to sit here and have him upset the whole time. And everyone else is just dead quiet because they don't want to deal with it. They're not going to step. And like that happens in a lot of groups I've seen where something happens, someone says something, the leader says something back to them, well, and there's a it's there's a tense game. moment, like to, and everyone's just quiet. You know, you're you're not you didn't sign up to hear me yell at a grown yeah. ass man. <laughs> you know, and so about doing the shit. difference in my group is when that happens and no one talks in your group, my group speaks up because it's it's going to be. We're gonna dogpile on this guy. It's it's either we're we're gonna yeah. it's gonna be a blanket party. You that know? kind of happened the other night. Like I don't know, blame an abject definitely spoke up. You know, we will sure. we will maintain cohesional discipline via 
soaps and socks and beating you while holding on that blanket if you do not get in line here because we're not this you know because he doesn't leave your group we it would the it would escalate to the point of just you know styling on this person until they just go because you know you're either gonna get with it or you're gonna get out and since you're not leaving <laughs> I'm not gonna kick you but <laughs> but you're gonna want to leave yeah I mean honestly we should just kick people. Like I said, I'm well. I want it to work, and it can still work. There is walking back from that point when you when you break it down to this ridiculous bullying at a certain aspect. You can walk it back at that point, and you have, you know, you you kind of break it down. Like when a drill sergeant breaks things down, your character down before building it back up. I'm not saying it's healthy and right, but you can break this down. And because I I'm just done with it. I'm just gonna say I'm just you're you're a clown, so I'm gonna clown on you, and I'm gonna enjoy clowning for a second. And if you leave, and if everyone else starts saying things like, uh, uh, you know, oh Hundi, you're late again. You uh, you busy sitting in the lobby? Because one time he was on vacation, he was just sitting in the lobby of his hotel. We're all waiting for him, and we never let him live down. Oh, I'm just sitting in the lobby, guys. We just we just hit him with that lobby anytime he's running late. Like oh, uh, the lobby. And we just, so like, we're not being, we're not like blanket party as I described, but we're just, we're just picking at them. And we use reaches, reach a consensus. You reach a consensus of we're going to tease on yeah. certain things. It just, it like becomes a meme and we just start repeating like, oh, like he showed up like with tequila one night. It's like, oh, you, uh, when he fucks up like, oh, tequila out again, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it is, frankly. <laughs> but I was there for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in your party for that one. Yep. And, and through that through kind of the the picking on people in my group it, it ends up being either they don't stay because they're not going to be picked on and they're not going to be bullied or kind of things work out and you kind of form this this dysfunctional camaraderie on the battlefield there of of just kind of I'm I'm describing very unhealthy interactions yeah some people just want to watch you play their wife you know <laughs> it's just that sort of person i guess i know i'm explaining very unhealthy interactions that aren't conducive to overall prime this is how you should be a leader leadership but this is just how it works at a certain point it it, it is what leadership has to deal with yes like like we can make jokes about it all day but this is this is shit that real groups have. so you can be you can be the authoritarian that just hands down get out of the group you're done you know, you can do that. And they need to go through replacing. Which historically, something. I have been. Yeah. Because I'm not the person who had to recruit a new person afterwards. I'm basically, I was the disciplinary person who said, you need to fucking leave now. And that's the, that's, <laughs> that's the healthy, uh, we're going to break this off. It's not working. Get the fuck out. Yeah. That's, that's the healthy way to take it. But that's not really like you're doing something and you know, the person can do it. And you're not, you're like, yeah, I'm not going to spend the time to make you, you know, do I know to, I'm not going to sit you down and put the dunce hat on you and lecture you. Like, just please get with the program. Uh, and there comes a certain point where either you, I will remove someone if it has to be done, but it's more just been a, how do we force this person out while we look for a replacement? Because you have to replace this person and you don't know if it's going to be better That's to replace this person. That's the part I don't want to do. Yeah, I don't want to replace someone. It's, it's, it's more time for, that I have to spend. For all the faults that this person has, I still have someone who's conditioned to listen to what I have to say on a very, very, very micro level. Like if I, I I can tell him to sing five songs exactly and rely on him to sing those five songs exactly, he may not know what duration they're at or pay attention to whether or not they're actually on the people after he nitros them. But I know that he will sing those five songs. I don't know if I'm going to be able to reach into the pool that is the Azurin cesspool and pull out someone who is capable of singing five songs. <laughs> I, I actually have that that insecurity. Well, we had the discussion to... in Discord last night with one guy who was. Who was basically on the payons, and it was 
you, you flat out came out oh, and, and when you defended the pants. You said it's okay to be a bad bard. No one will care, but I care. Yeah. And I put on, well, that, that I put exactly I care too. True. Yeah, that's exactly true. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Like if you're doing something bad, I'm gonna tell you. And that's my responsibility a lot of the time is like as leadership. Like I don't really see myself as like leadership in the Discord, but but people do ask questions and they look up to people who are knowledgeable. So in a sense, that is the case. And yeah, I'm gonna be I, I'm not gonna be like, yeah, man, it's okay to uh to be lazy as fuck on Bard. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's 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 totally gonna fly, and it's gonna enhance your experience in the game. And for sure, you know, when I have one person missing, I want to replace someone. There's times where we have a very very healthy game life balance. Table comes on after taking care of his kids. Uh, Huni comes home right after work. I I'm home after work and the dinner and stuff. And we're basing staying up late for us because he's over in 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 Germany, Germany, <laughs> in Belgium. That's <laughs> <laughs> a Hitalia reference for oh, okay. carrot usually does that one if you've never seen hitali it's a very short it's like a 10 15 kind of minute mini episodes kind of thing of of people who are supposed to be countries acting in anyway so oh, germany germany save me yeah. uh, okay anyway any, anyway sure man <laughs> um so Table has to go afterwards because it's late for him. He's got his wife. He's got he's keeping a very healthy balance. He makes this very narrow window for us, and we go and do stuff. If there's kids are asleep, the Basing can't stay up. He's got to go to sleep because he's in a different time zone six hours ahead. Uh, Huni's got to go up for work. And then, you know, so we we have when I'm going down, I don't have too much time to be done anyway. So it's a very limited window of within two hours or so. We're working here, so we want to get together and get out of sorting whatever and be done within like an hour and fifteen or so. And then we're just mm-hmm. done for the night. It's kind of nice. So we're not spending much time together getting a lot done. Like I've I've done all of my black mage, dragoon, blue mage, all plus like this is all getting done within this very limited, very healthy, not doing much on game, getting stuff done in game, having fun, socializing kind of atmosphere. So when we miss one person and we can't run because I'm yelling for 25 minutes to find one fucking person for a basic role, it really hurts. So it does because that's half the time we were going to be together in the first place. Yep. So when I pick on people, it's not to bully them and say. You know, oh, your penis breath, and uh, you should go kill yourself. It's to—it's not to be malicious and mean, and and to, you know, the, the way people think yeah, of it, it's when someone's um, inadequate and they're trying to insult and put people down to feel better about themselves. It's not about that. It's about busting balls and having fun doing it without being too mean. You don't want to cross certain lines because then you're just then you're just beating down on someone. And it's not beating down on someone, but you can do that. And some people take messages in different ways. That works for some people. And some people you don't take that approach with, obviously. But some people don't really get it. And that works for them. So knowing different personality types of... Like, Hundi's cool with that because this is how he is. He's, he's, he's down with... Uh, he, he's like, you know, it'll be like, okay, damn it, fuck you guys. It'll be like that kind of... He, he's not like taking it to heart and like, oh, these guys are so mean to me. I feel so bad now. He's not like that kind of person. Some people work in that personality way. So as much as I'm describing an unhealthy hazing and bullying kind of thing, it's not actually those categories strictly in the way they're applied. It's more of a clowning and busting balls. Yeah, you, you can also grow up and be an adult. Yeah, you, you can bust chops and, and you, you can say yeah. mean stuff that's yeah. not supposed to be the same as just, you know, telling someone to fuck themselves. You can do that, but it yeah. depends on the person's personality. And as the leader, you have to understand the personalities in your group. We're, we're kind of very lighthearted and, it depends and fun. depends on the severity as well. Yes. Like if, if it's something that's recurring and, you know, it, it's, it's always an issue, it's always the same issue. They've demonstrated zero learning, zero adaptability. 
um, zero accountability for their problems, then yes, it, it deserves to to escalate itself. Like it deserves to become worse and worse and worse. And at that's, that point because it's not being addressed. And and that sort of escalation of picking on people in your group is a lesser escalation to yelling at, removing them from the group. Like those are more severe escalations. If you can keep some sort of social order, because we're not looking for perfect discipline here. We're not looking to, you know, be a Delta force or, or, or make things. You don't have to have these optimal levels of actually uh, psychological studies say that people are better motivated, but you don't have to follow those kinds of, you, you, you don't have to do that, but just realizing that certain people respond to certain things. That's the leader's role of seeing how personalities are blending in the group. And we're all like uh, the new guy we got's great. He's showing up. He's drinking some whiskey, and we're just we're just clowning around on him and his his, his nonsense. I'm using clown way too much tonight. True <laughs> well, fits, I guess. Uh, yeah, I am a clown, I guess. So I, 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 I guess I, I am. But yeah, you know what I'm getting I, at. There. I'm a, yeah, I, and honestly, I'm I'm a, I'm a terrible leader. I should not be a leader. You don't like, want to manage I, personalities. I, 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 you don't want to do that at all. Like I exist to provide results. I, I don't want to. I don't want to do the leadership roles to be to just be completely honest about it. But I end up getting stuck in that role because, like you said, the people who who tend to know what they're doing also end up tending to be the leaders in this game because they know that in order to get shit done, you need five other warm bodies that you can mold to do something. The strategist has to be the leader in this game because of that. Yep, and I, it's unfortunate because I don't have the social skills when it comes to this game to interact with these people in this way. Like, I, I just don't care enough. And that, that's that's part of the problem that I have with my group. That's why I can come off as really, really harsh when it comes to someone fucking up and failing at the same thing over and over again. Because I see it as completely unacceptable how a human being cannot learn something after two years of doing the same repetitive task. And that's that's also different from what I'm describing, too. You have that in your group, which happens, and mine mine's different where <laughs> I've had it where things happen and I've had to go behind the scenes and have private discussions with people and, and kind of mend some bridges and, and be clear on some things. And sometimes the uh, the the bust and shops has backfired in certain ways, as it does. It's not always going to work. Not, not everything always works for every person. And I've had to sit there and talk to people behind the scenes and have more of an understanding and a, and a how, how they feel about it or I feel about it and, and try to you know, air, air get get the air clear there. I'll go and I expend the effort of keeping tabs on how people are feeling and, and, and how their lives are going and, and how if something has bothered someone, I'll be like, hey, were you bothered by that? Do you want to? And I, like, that's that's the important part of relationship managing. So as much as I do uh, pick on <laughs> Hundi for working on a tarmac, yeah. Because he doesn't, he does his fan will be on sometimes. <laughs> That's but, true, yeah. <laughs> you were the, there. The call quality is not there. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, breaker, breaker. Uh, the skies over Waterdale are clear tonight. You know, that kind of stuff. You know, that, that's just yeah, being yeah. silly. But, you know, when it gets to being more personal, picking on people for whatever, you know, sometimes things have happened for certain people or it doesn't respond to, not necessarily who any but like uh, knee or someone where it hasn't responded to. And I've, I've had personal conversations with people and it's just, you, you make things a little better sometimes. And that's how a group, uh, wants to be there. People want to show up. They want to have fun. Like those things. When a leader can do that, as long as you have a base strategy, as long as the group, like, is happy to be a group, your job as a leader, I guess, is to make sure the group is is cohesively content. Beyond yeah. like, you know, like, like the rewards everyone sharing, and that's fine. I you, think, but it's it's that kind of that's what makes a group successful. I think my group more so cares that that I can provide results. Honestly, yes, being that's what most groups want. Um, I like a yeah. lot, our group's more focused on getting results, but also having fun. Like the fun's a big dominant thing. Yeah, 
And, you know, I, I mean, some people just look for that, I guess. But then I also have people in the group, uh, Hayden specifically, uh, he's, he's a great dude. Um, he, he never complains about anything, goes the same job all the time, um, deals with the fucking up and, and even tries to smooth over those situations where, you know, he's cl- the, the other dude is like clearly fucking up beyond any redeemability. And he like tries to crack jokes or get people to, you know, he does do well yeah. on it. Yeah, he does. He does a great that comic that. relief in, in fact, is very he, important. He is is a much better leader than I am, but I can tell that he doesn't want to deal with it. <laughs> like that's the biggest thing about being a leader is like you also have to have the the personal constitution to, to deal with those things too. You know, it's a constitution that I don't have. That's for sure. And I mean, he doesn't, even though he's a far more capable leader than I am. Comic like, comic relief super important in group. You want people that tell jokes, or you want like yeah. table tells jokes, Basing tells jokes, Carrot tells jokes, I tell jokes. Like you want people to do that. You don't want just everyone showing up and be like. Hey guys, I'm just having like I've I've joined different. Remember, um, shitty notorious monsters, and you would join their voice chat, and just no one would be talking or sharing anything, and someone's like be eating chips, and like like maybe someone's talking about a video yeah. game that's not this game, like, and that'd be like maybe one of the persons interested in that, and it just maybe a football game is the conference, but it's nothing of substance. No one's making jokes, like, and just if things go wrong, no one says anything, and it just kind of like let's show up next week, guys. Those groups and think shows always fail and they don't work, but when your group is working together and people are making yeah, jokes, uh. It's just those when when people laugh, they let down their guard and and they become vulnerable. And when they're vulnerable, they naturally, I think, I'm not having, I don't know shit about psychology. I've never studied it. Da, da, da. But I think when people are more vulnerable, because I do think when you're when you're laughing, you are more vulnerable. You're more open. You're more comfortable. When you get more comfortable and you're more vulnerable, that's when people kind of uh, coalesce and form bonds like uh, like they're fucking atoms and, and, and everything floating around yeah, uh, that, that's when those things happen and those deeper <laughs> things form and people kind of like they want to show up not just because of the game there's, but there's a covalency that takes place the, 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 <laughs> the, the strong and weak bonds have manifest out of the, the nucleus oh, no. forming a greater number of weight uh, yeah <laughs> I see what you're getting at the atomic weight has increased of our group our strong bonds are good <laughs> yeah. so uh, when when the quirks are occurring of the group yeah so it's this dumb metaphor i i think those are those that's when people talk about what this game is special and all those things about before those being a leader and maintaining the facility for those events to occur and and, and build that's what everyone talks about how this game's memorable the, the way you got out of this game how satisfying the game could be that's where the satisfaction can be planted to grow as as the leader of a group, when you maintain those relationships and keep that cohesion, uh, the organization, everything will flow because people will learn how they work better together because they're actually paying attention. When when you care about people and you're having a good time, you actually tend to notice more about what they're doing and their play styles and, and how they respond to situations. And you can actually end up skill chaining with them without planning on it and, and knowing what they're going to do next and knowing the delight. You just get a feel for that. That's something that comes with just spending time with them anyway. But Hyden and Norcris specifically have that dynamic. Like they will automatically do the things that need to be done in tandem. But when you grow um, closer, you notice those things with people where yeah. you might not notice them in a pickup group. You just see some running around. And sure, if you hang around long enough, you might know how they operate. But when, you, when you're closer to them, you, you tend to pick things up you otherwise wouldn't have, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was a big difference on the run where where I had uh, Haya come and he went uh, Geo instead of me because usually I'm Geo on our sortie runs and I went Bard because Solgar wasn't able to go. And um, <laughs> oh, no. we, we, we blew through the event, through, through the things. Like when, when we were doing the multi-steps, it wasn't a matter of blame soloing one and then Hayden and Norcris also like going back and forth and doing them very quickly and efficiently. 
I simply just did with them with Blaine, but I, I couldn't rely on him to do that. Like that's the difference with, with someone who's going to like actually step up and play the job. Properly. And, and Haya will, he's very and, good at his and jobs Haya, and he, he notices yeah. things going on. When I have him in master level parties, he just kind of notices what's going on and gets ahead of it. And I will change what he's doing to conform to other people. I trust him to play Geo, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. He, he adapts very well. And not every member you're going to I don't trust three. a lot of people to play Geo either. Yeah. <laughs> Not that's everyone that's adapts sure. very well. You invite. Usually they don't. You shouldn't count on them doing that. But someone like him does. And that's, that's you know, he fits in any group very well. And, you know, it's weird, too. Because, like, when it, when it like comes back to accountability as well, that same run, um, I went out and I... Fucked we up? Were, we were trying to do... Yeah, oh, yeah, I fucked up really bad, actually. Um, we were trying to do the uh, the objective where you kill the jobs in, like, a certain order or whatever. Oh, and the I, D I where you got to kill Monk, uh, Warrior Monk, uh, yeah. White Mage. Yeah, Warrior Monk, White Red Mage, Black Thief. Mage, Red Mage, oh, Black Thief, Mage, yeah. Red Mage, Thief, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we were doing that objective. I ran out and pulled a Monk from the big room that's in front of the boss door um, from down below on the platforms. Oh, no. that one of each mob was there. And I intentionally pulled those mobs because I thought I would be able to super tank them, and I was able to. Uh, my my short sightedness was I didn't realize that Blame had gotten himself killed and he was on Blue Mage for the oh, intent. No. He had gotten himself killed just before I had done that. Wait, why did he get himself killed? Maybe it wasn't so much your failing, he but was, both he of you was doing some. Yeah, he was also failing in the situation, but I still have accountability for 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 note. Like I'm supposed to be able to notice that that guy would have had weakened timers though and not oh. been able to maintain properly. Like I was still able to super tank almost the entire room on Bard. But that's mostly through the efforts of Haya and Abject Spam carrying me. And in hindsight, I shouldn't have done that. So, I mean, everyone fucks up. Like, I, I want to make that abundantly clear. But you also have to have accountability for those fuck-ups. Like, you have to know that you're not going to make that same choice in the future. Like, you have to be able to grow. And, and not just leaders can can display this sort of thing, you know? And yeah. it, depends on, it depends on your group as to whether or not you'd be able to pull that off. But I could never rely on the other person in particular to run out and make that same decision under the exact same assumptions or, or have it even occur to them to do anything that they weren't told directly to do. And as a leader, that's really frustrating. Like you shouldn't have to micromanage individuals down to like basically playing. When you have to micromanage, the group is a, a poor group and there's yeah. a failure somewhere along there, whether it's leadership or the other members or both, probably generally both. You, that's not, you can't yeah. micromanaging. You you can't run, run a group like that. It just will not work. I mean, it can work, but it's just not working right. Mm -hmm. Like the car might still turn on, but uh, if those cylinders are all misfiring and it's still going, then you probably should not be driving this vehicle. Or if like you're driving, the tires are bald, you might get there. But uh, if it's raining, you probably might not get there. And and before people like chime in and, and say that I should just quit the game or something, I oh, need to just quit the game, Fox. Yeah, people need to understand that I would play this game solo, and I would just solo the shit that I'm talking about, um, let alone join other groups and actually try not to be the leadership role. Um, the reason I care about my group is there's a lot of people in my group that I do want to play with, um, not just because I have them conditioned to be effective members of a group, you know, regardless of leadership, but they're just they're just great personalities like like Hayden and Blaine and you know even Abject when he even when he becomes deject you know he's still he's still a good guy deep down deep down you know? but when he's deject he needs to you know he's not the but, he's not fun at that point but yeah it, it's just and the thing is is that from a, from a leader's point of view like there's a certain expectation the group has on that leader to have them step up and correct these problems 
And it's a failure on leadership to not have corrected these problems before now. Like it's if, if you let them go because you're still part. going, then it's still in leadership when they yeah, fail. Yeah, just because I can I can have us win and my group is strong enough and the strategies are good enough to get us to win does not mean that it's acceptable to nurture this kind of failure still being in the group. Like that is my failure as a leadership, regardless of our success. Well, Fox, just like your Bard screw up, maybe you just had different qualifiers. Different qualifiers, right? Maybe you just had to reach consensus. I guess. But yeah, this like the reason I'm talking about this stuff like this is because leaders need to go in with the mindset that this sort of shit occurs and you need to stay on top of it and fix this in advance. You need to know that it happens. You need to do your 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 research and 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 look into your actual group dynamics themselves and see how people interact and actually be a leader. Like learn from my failings because I am really bad at managing personalities. And that's your overall competency as a leader. You may not be great at managing personalities this or that, but your overall competency competency is reflected in your ability to do these various duties, tasks, and deeds, as the mythics say. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, I can I can simulate all the roles. That's fine, but I don't want to. I shouldn't. But one, one thing you can't busy. simulate though is confronting anxiety. Because what you're describing, like when when the leader dies, this is a separate thing from what you're describing. When the leader dies and things go poorly, and they might just like yell at someone, or they like that's how that's confronting anxiety. When someone's not working well in the group, which is what you're talking about, and you just kind of let it go on because it's the the path of least resistance, that's confronting anxiety. And the leader's role, besides maintaining relationships, is to confront those sort of anxieties in the group. Yes, but it's it's not quite. It's it, it's it's not quite anxiety when it comes to my situation in particular because I I've, I've basically well, you don't want to replace someone so that is a form of sorry to cut you off but I mean it is a form of you know what happens if I, this happens I just want to do this is this going to make the group da, da, da. like that is a the, that is a form of anxiety that starts you know the, the doubt that starts gnawing at your mind of well well the alternatives don't sound much better so let's just muddle through this I want to do this. You can look at it that way, but basically I have enough variables that it doesn't matter is, is the way that I see it. Always the strategist. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't get anxious about things, so I, I don't know what anxiety is like. I mean... So I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, it could be anxiety, I just don't know, to be totally honest. Like, I, that doesn't play into anything that I do, so I, I just, I can't relate that, so I can't honestly talk about it. Like, I, I can't be like, oh, you know, leaders have to deal with anxiety because I, I don't experience it, at least not like people do. And uh, yeah, it's I mean, uh, it would be disingenuous if, if I were to talk. I mean, because I guess you could describe it more as, as being uneasy, because that would be anxiety in this case. Like a, you're, uh, you like the doubt, the worry, the unease. Here's the thing, though, like I could replace him with Cornelia and the group would still work. You say that, but it's the group's not as is the, the result is to get <laughs> things done and you replace him with Cornelia. That's not that's that's still a failing of sorts. Like, I know we say it because it's like, oh, just replace him with Cornelia until November. It's coming, Fox. But it is coming. I'm going to make a decision before then. <laughs> <laughs> we already sound like you're in the bathroom. You just flush him. <laughs> right. Hello. But yeah, that, I. I mean, it may not be strict anxiety, but I think it counts as anxiety. Sure. It may be using it in a more abstract way, but it's not always, you know, directly. I couldn't tell you. That, that's that's all I'm getting. You don't at. you I don't ever get you, you know nervous nope. about the what ifs happen, like uh, the chain of reactions that may occur if you if you kick someone out or things fold or you know. Nope. The, the unease of, you know, maybe I'm the one who's fucking up. You know, like you never have that. You know, like no, basically, I, I just, you never I doubt just... yourself. Is 
No, I just told people I'm the one fucking up. Yeah, I know. There's there's acknowledging that, but <laughs> so and just change it. Like it's it's not I figured you, you never I had never, as a human never being you never had doubts? Not really, no. Like I, I I don't understand why people get hung up on these things. Like you 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 can observe something that occurs and then you just simply fix it. Yeah, but that's it's also why I don't understand drama in real life either. Like, let's let's, <laughs> like, let's say it's the Squid Games, Fox, and you got to jump to one of those other pieces of glass or the other. You don't, you know, you're very you're very apprehensive about what could be occurring. You don't want to make a misstep here, so you've never doubted your your choice that you may make here in terms of maybe we no. just you know stop playing the game altogether. You know, like you never you're like well maybe I want to play the game. I would just stop playing. Yeah, I know you just stopped I would, playing. I would just, but I would just pick one of the pieces of glass because it's a fifty percent chance. I'm just saying, like, there's you've never had concerns, basically. Not really, no. Oh, okay, that's fair enough. I just yeah, and, and because of that, I, I tend to have a skewed outlook that people don't really relate to. Oh, I always, and, I'm always cool with your outlook. I, I can relate to it. I just, may not, yeah, I may but, not feel it, but I. But that's I can why relate it comes off it. so cold a lot of the time. Is just, I just, I just don't get it. I, I, I literally do not under. I literally is a bad word for it, but I just do not understand. Literally, Becky. Literally. <laughs> I literally almost died. Literally, it was written. <laughs> it was written as it was written i almost died as it was written felgar did not have the same qualifiers and doth fucked up yeah uh you, you you simply you simply evaluate it and and make the change it's necessary so i i don't, I don't know so yeah so so feel free to to relate it to anxiety but well I, I mean like when you're making a strategy and you have to make a well you have to make a split call on the, on the, on the go here like uh do we want to split up and go this way who's doing like like you have to confront that like oh uh who do i want to take to what like you can just say oh i decide who decide who goes where but you have to evaluate and decide in a certain split moment you have to make sure that you make the right yeah. call you, you, you know that that's part of Conscious decision. You just make the call, I guess, but I'm like you never yeah, I just make the call. Like I figure, if, if it's wrong, I, I learn from it. Like, I figure like no, like no your mind's a metaphorical scale at this point. In a split moment, the two sides have to balance in the right way of which way we're going here. It's like they, you, they don't actually. Um, you 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 don't have to balance. Like a decision has to be made at some point, so mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what gets made because if you haven't come to a conclusion before then. You can only work with what you have to work with, and then you can learn from the result. You'd afterwards. be a great fighter jet pilot, Fox. You're just like I'm gonna I, do I it. I'm gonna if probably. I die, I die. That's a yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, if, if I made the wrong call, I made the wrong call. But I mean, it's a call that needs to be made regardless. So. It, it, like if you were if you were on the bomb squad and you had to cut the wire, and either everyone's gonna blow up and die or not, you're the guy cutting the wire. And like, well, if we die, we die. I mean, better hope that I know what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> better, better hope, guys. And like, Typically, like you I have know a fucking bead of sweat in your brow. You're just you're just that, completely that. cold and clammy. It's like <laughs> I'm gonna cut the green wire. Good luck, everyone. Yeah, I, I mean that's my saving grace. Is, is typically I know what I'm doing, but it doesn't mean that I'm infallible. Like fucking people get things wrong. Stone like, cold it here. It's, it's Fox three sixteen. <laughs> well, maybe Fox goes Felgar, get the fuck out of here, cause that's the bottom line. I, I don't know. I, I've told him to just stand there fucking AFK. I'd just stand that. there fucking AFK? Yeah, just stand there AFK. Because the Fox Danger said so. I mean, that that's what's going to cause us to win. If, if one person doing nothing is going to cause us to win because they're actively a detriment, I will, have, I will make that call immediately. There will be, be no hesitation at all. Yeah, so I, 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 don't, I don't get it. If I make the wrong call, then I just evaluate it, and I just make that call differently later. Fox 316 just whooped your ass. I don't. I don't know what good this does to people who want. You know, does for people who want to be. You know, who want to know more about being a leader and stuff. Yeah. Like, no, well, no. I don't think it's good. Uh, well, <laughs> different perspective because we're two very different people.
yeah, th- this is this is what you want from a strategist, like I like I've been saying. Yeah, so you, as a strategist, you are fucking perfect. <laughs> you fucking evaluate shortcomings. Oh, you get the perfect. fucking the abacus out, and you fucking go to town thinking <laughs> of the fucking abacus. Abacus, Cadabacus, Fox makes its shit happen, but everything else, there's shortcomings as a leader. That you, you know. I, I feel like I feel like I should Cadabacus more often. <laughs> Abacus, Cadabacus, <laughs> just fucking making shit up. I'm just sad that you missed my real life dad when I said that. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's the shit that comes up, and you know, I want to be able to provide something that people can use. So uh, that's the only reason I went down this tangent. Yeah, is but, I, I just don't think they can use my insight here. <laughs> but that's leadership, and a lot of times you just see it lacking. As in, yeah, people like okay. So when a lot of the number one thing don't I be see, afraid to make a bad call. Yeah, don't, just make a call. So confronting anxiety, it may not be a problem for you, Fox, but I think it's a problem for the vast majority of groups. Because when I, I join a pug, especially an ambuscade pug, and I talked about ambuscade before, it was no one says anything. You just join it, and they flag in to go, and they may say the book even, and they may say just say nothing and just go in. They may get a hello, and that's about it. Sometimes I just I've joined groups and not a word is said, not a single fucking word. Just, just entry, and then like it's a grab bag of people doing their job right or not. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. just white mage yeah. does pro shell. Maybe they use a bar spell. Maybe they don't. They never fucking eat food. Maybe they haste people. Usually they don't. The bard sings march march. <laughs> uh, you know minuet minuet. Maybe they do a yeah. fifth song, third minuet, and instead of doing the magic goal you need this month for Ramada, for the accuracy. The, you know, then everyone else just does the basic shit and they just run at it. And then if they win, they win. If they die, they die. And with Ambuscade, generally, that, that's not a, not a successful strategy. So, <laughs> which is great about that event. But, uh, you know, that's the problem. Most groups don't talk. I've even been in groups and I've just asked, what's the battle plan? I have an auto-translate, guys. Just, just say it. What's the battle plan? Just, as the person yeah. joining the group, anyone just interacts ask. with you at all. And I've had people yeah. just not even answer. And I've said, yeah. so is there no plan? And, and just honestly, guys, you can see how that group goes, but I, if you really value your time, especially if anyone else is doing anything else you're interested in, or you have anything else you could be doing, like I started raising a chocobo, Carrot's got me yeah. on that. It's so funny when you look like you a just jerk go do it, when leave. you say that too. Like, like, like people treat you like you're a jerk for like asking what's going oh, on. Oh, I've been treated like a jerk for that too. It's like, dude, I just yeah. used to fucking translate. What's the battle plan? What, what the fuck are we doing? And I mean, I, I don't know if it's because it's you. you know, I've got, I, I, I guess, I guess maybe they expect a certain <laughs> tone behind it. But it's like, what the fuck's going on, guys? What are we doing? Yeah, we uh, it's a reasonable we, we jiggling or we jiggling or what? Everybody likes to jiggle. And honestly, like a lot of time, like as a leader, you want engagement with your party members like that because you you want them to ask questions because that you want them to be awake. Yeah, well, it's a potential failure that you can then head off. Like it's something that you you can you can prevent before it occurs. And as a member, you important. can too, just by making sure they're fucking awake. True. Yeah, auto entry is a hell of a drug, right? Yeah, I no, I'm just being like I don't mean like literally oh, I don't mean literally asleep. I mean asleep. I mean I just mean they're not yeah. paying attention. Like they're watching videos and they just fucking go and sing their songs yeah. and, and do whatever and like no one's paying attention. Like even just making sure people know what the fuck even they're doing. So if you know the event this month involves certain aspects, like someone has to dispel or or someone has to sleep the summoner, just ask who's sleeping the summoner? Just like if they don't say what the battle if plan is, who's sleeping the summoner? <laughs> And then right. if it's the bard, and if you see them use their long songs <laughs> at the start, you know they're not able to sleep that summoner now. So you could just say flat out, uh, we're going to get a wild card for someone. Like, like if at the point you kind of are the leader, but just those kinds of things, those very basic observations, by, by calling for the wild card is a bit of a, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of, ex, you know, exceeding the capacity of just a normal member at that point. But 
That's a good thing, too. Like, if you want your group to be successful, the leader can only carry so much. They have to work with other people in the group. As the person in the group, you can't expect the leader to handle everything, especially in a pug. You have to kind of be alert and awake and observe and see what the fuck is blowing up around you so you can just not blow up. Yeah, right? You gotta prevent the explosion. You don't want to step on a landmine. <laughs> Basically, by asking what's going on, you're trying to hand people metal detectors so you don't fucking step on a landmine. Yeah. That's the truth. <laughs> and, of course, if you're brand new to this game and you listen to this and you don't know what the fuck's going on... It's so intimidating. What are they talking about? It is very intimidating. You may have anxiety. But <laughs> if you're not Fox, you may have anxiety. It's a natural emotion you be for a, some you can be people. A regular human being, yeah. You're the, instead of the people that have too much anxiety, as you see nowadays, in a more common capacity, you have Fox, who has no fucking anxiety at any point in his life. He's fucking in the jet that's crashed in the twin towers. He goes, "Ah, oh, this fucking sucks." Well, I mean, I've got I've got stories about jet like situations. Oh shit! Think, it is not eleven today. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, well, it is for you right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I just, I just looked at the time at the time to see what it is, and it has the date right below. And I go, oh shit, my my joke is actually that wasn't. I, that is I a guess really a joke, unfortunate but... joke in hindsight. <laughs> like, Not as unfortunate funny. as the day was. Shit. Yeah. Right. Uh... Or if you're at the Yankees game, they can ask for a moment of the silence for the fucking Queen. Uh, a couple hundred years too late there. So, so I, I don't know what's yeah. going on in current events. What's going on with the queen now? The fucker's dead. Really? Rest in piss. I had no idea. Yeah, she finally died after pretending to be alive for all these months. Wow. <laughs> there was speculation she was dead. She might have actually been dead, but they finally announced she's dead. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's seen the queen for a while, guys. We're kind of getting worried. <laughs> it's making the news. that We haven't seen her for a while. Is she okay? They say she's not feeling well. We just don't see her at all. Oh, she's dead, guys. Anyway, uh, the, yeah, I'm sure that matters. I'm just tying all the events into one since then I made a 9-11 joke. Someone's yeah. going to be upset a 9-11 joke was made. Maybe. There's no need to blow up over it, okay? Wow. At any rate, yeah. so you want to yeah. make sure when you're in a party <laughs> not to make 9-11 jokes. Uh, it and, is nice to have, your, have you as a leader be taken seriously, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't need to be taken seriously. Just people have to communicate and get shit done. You don't take me seriously. Just we're going to have a serious discussion about what's going on. You don't take me seriously at all, but the discussion will be somewhat serious about what the fuck are we doing in this event, guys. So if you're a new player, as I was saying, you don't know what's going on, you can always go with these groups and you're going to figure out pretty quickly. You have to do the research, as we've always said. You have to read. If you don't read, you can't succeed. Oh, but that's not limited to leaders, though. Yeah, but sure. you can go and see these groups and fail. But it gets to a certain point where you got to, even if you're new, gonna ask some questions. I mean, even if it's privately, mm-hmm. as I always said, just tell people you're new to the event or whatever privately. That's always a good route. Can, yeah, you, you're, can not, you're not dumb that for asking. You're not dumb for asking questions. Like most of the people who play the game right now are not the veterans they claim to be. And, and you don't have to have that that facade. Like people would rather th- see things go well and just have people admit that they're new to stuff than have people who like pretend that they're not and then fuck up and fail. That's so. a good way to evaluate your leader too if you just ask them questions about what's the strategy. You don't have to ask in party because if the party, it could just be no one wants to speak up in the party because even the leader doesn't want to seem like an idiot. But if you ask them in, in tells... Be, don't want to be embarrassed, I guess. Yeah, I've had people that respond in tells and won't talk in party about what we're doing. That is <laughs> yeah. weird. That's a pug thing. That's not like an our group. I'm talking about pugs. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I've, I've noticed that. That's sort of the deal. So that's a, also a way, because this isn't just about how to be a leader. It's about how to also deal with your leaders and your groups. Yeah. But not everyone listening is going to be a leader. Like sometimes you got to know how to interact with your group properly and your group structure. 
So like what's going to make it easier on your leader to run the events? And open communication is really going to help with that too. Like you have to be able to discuss with the person what, you know, what your role is going to be. So that way the leader can set the expectation for what they expect from you. And if that conversation can't take place, even though you've initiated it, like, like the leader can't, for whatever reason, can't define that for you, then you should probably look elsewhere. Yeah. You should probably expect that you're going to fail. So don't put too much yeah. stock into it. Don't, don't use that seal before you enter in an ambuscade pub. <laughs> I always pop the seal out of solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> I have fucking solidarity whatever. to have to have a seal on for several days while I hope to get another fucking pug. Oh, my seal. Yeah, it'll just wear off. Whatever. I didn't I didn't do one ambuscade <laughs> before the fucking change here because I did not use my weekly. Oh, that's a thing. Isn't yeah. that tomorrow? Yeah, it's tomorrow. Yeah, so that's what we, we have. Because we're kind of, I think, wrapping up this podcast at this point between. It was never going to be a long one. Yeah. And there's not good. much we can go on about. That's good either. considering the last fucking two were. Fucking marathons. Brutal. <laughs> Just absolutely brutal record. <laughs> Although I am looking forward to putting out some more Black Mage sets in the guide on BG and finishing up my Black Mage Lua and stuff like that. So I'm very looking forward to that. And even I think Fox is somewhat excited because he relates to that. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of cool stuff that people should look into revolving around things like nuking DT sets, stuff I've mentioned before. And, you know, just with Black Mage updating your mono wall sets with this new gear as well. Like, there, there's a lot of cool things that you can pull off. So I, I really hope that reflects some of that. And I'm sure it will. Um, but those are the main things that I've been really excited about. And then, like, using this new gear to basically just improve every DT set, especially for support jobs. Um, it, it does insane things, especially for Geomancer. I've talked at length in the Discord about stuff this has done for Geomancer. And basically the entire set for Geomancer is insane. So people who actually care about playing Geomancer well and will get that superior result as as, as a benefit of that, um, don't don't like look at this gear or look at what people like say on the forums and stuff and just be like, oh well, Geomancer must be garbage. I don't care. Um, this gear super matters for that job. It's so good. And I talked to High about that. The level of gearing that your leader generally goes into is is also a good indication of their leadership abilities because if they can't take the initiative to investigate and invest into their character, uh, you know, to, you know, inventing ways to make sets and, and envisioning what they're doing here, if they can't do that, then they're likely not to be well at ex- assessing the needs of the group or assessing the the event itself or how to organize and communicate yeah. and all these other adjectives that have been you used. You should be aware of it, but you should never set the same expectation. If you're someone who's like insane when it comes to gear uh, sets, yeah. like I am, yeah, we don't, I, I we don't never, I never expect anyone in my group to do the, the go to the lengths that I do for ridiculous sets. And if your leader is do doing that, that <laughs> if they are asking for R15, ML40, or even just R15, anything, that's the funny thing though. I never asked for R15, anything. I, someone today fucking yelled <laughs> for a samurai R15 Rima. Can I have it? And I yelled, oh, man, that's what I want is a relic samurai to kill slower than an ordinary samurai. <laughs> it's just fucking stupid. Imagine showing a, up with, a, a Sam with a better with a better weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you get the ambuscade weapon and not suck? Uh, like, why would you make a fucking Amano Makuro? Like, imagine showing up with an R15 Amano. Hey, I'm ready to suck. Like, like, why would you put all that effort into something that you could just get a different weapon? I mean, this is it's elitist, funny. obviously, but it's just if, if you're making that, you're at that point of wanting to be an elitist. So it's not like you have any shelter to, to say, oh, it's elitist. It's funny, Haydn's our group Sam, and uh, he actually lock styles his mono. <laughs> oh, for lock styles, great. It. Yeah, but it's it's a holdover from like the the older days of you know when, when it was better. I have so many black mage lock styles. I want to waste inventory on by getting rid of other lock styles at this point. I'm gonna start carrying some uh, Kira gear. I have to go craft it. Ooh, 
Luckily, the Sepoy Westcott that comes from uh, Vagary. <laughs> I saw a group today lose the Sovereign Behemoth. Just a whole group, Paladin, Geo, Monk. I saw something about that. That was dramatic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went out there on Dragoon. How did the Paladin even go down? Like, the Paladin should just be immortal. The Paladin now. was the last one standing before they eventually I died after raising people. I didn't know Sovereign Behemoth could kill a Paladin. They raised the case. Monk. The Monk got up, took their weapons out with no buffs, ran in and died. <laughs> and then the Paladin died because they're busy raising people. I, you know, whatever. So this whole group, White Mage and all, loses. <laughs> <laughs> you have a geo and a white mage and a paladin and, and a monk and you lost to sovereign behemoth okay because you know everyone nowadays has all this powerful gear there is no but this they still is need act. yes they do that was I'm, i guarantee you that yeah. was their problem but, I, I know that that's their but problem. defensively that's the every time i've done sovereign behemoth and people like and, and it's not people i play with all the time accuracy is like the number one thing that always gets left out of you need about 1450 on him yeah. Which is pretty high because on Dragoon I'm sitting at like thirteen thirty before yeah, it, before food. And the only way you're really getting that is if people are wearing like artifact gear for some reason, and very rarely will you even see people have those sets. So usually it's accommodated for in buffs. So I, yeah, yeah, it's it's super rare that you see anyone swap into. But I can get almost fourteen fifty just with the Sublime Sushi. So these people yeah. died, and I sent a tell to the Geomancer alone. Because carrots out there doing chocobo digging, we're skilling up a chocobo digging. I'm making a digging chocobo, chocobo raising, da da da. And also working on a chocobo digging pages for BG, da da da. Just sure. side projects into things, and it's you know she wants to raise chocobos. So like, ah, fine. I was looking at putting that information on. Let's just raise chocobos. Why not? There's a campaign for digging coming up. Let's just Walking fucking skill digging. Yeah. yeah. So she's doing her own Behemoth Dominion because why not? Uh, that's that's kind of where I'd pick, I guess. That's actually where I told her to go. <laughs> so and, and there's a group losing. There's a group losing there. And she says that. So I sent a tell to the Geo alone asking, hey, do you just want to go fight with me and we'll kill it? Uh, Sovereign Behemoth. They go, nah, everyone else wants us to do vagary now. <laughs> so, okay. So the response there to the group losing and having no leadership is, I'm just going to do something else. Yeah, you know, don't try to reformulate and try to overcome the problem. And I went out there and you know, don't, don't worry. Whatever you were camping that Behemoth for, that's definitely going to go away. And I went there on Dragoon with the Sublime Sushi and just went and started killing Sovereign Behemoth over and over again. Got a stack of highs for 500k in like 15 minutes or whatever the fuck from just killing it with Dragoon Solo with Trust and, they, you know, understanding how to approach content is part of, if you can do that, then you can be a good party member and you can be a good leader of events. It doesn't take too much. The bar is pretty low. The, the whole yeah. managing relationships <laughs> is, a, is a big bar to clear. But as long as you have basic competency of Hey, I organized my set well enough that I can go fight Sovereign Behemoth alone, where this other group completely wiped as a group, and I'm killing it with trust. It was hilarious because Sovereign Behemoth hitting me as a dragoon with just Sublime Sushi and, and a hybrid set. I wasn't even capped DT. It was hitting me for like 20, 30 damage a hit after several howls. So it, mm -hmm. it, it, it turned to hit Amchuchu for like 230 damage. And I go, let me just get one for all from her, and she can die. And it just turned and hit her for like 233 and a double attack both times yeah. and just destroyed her face. But on Dragoon, if I'm a Dragoon not capped DT without any defense buffs from anything whatsoever besides uh, Spirit Link, which is just the same as using Defender itself as an ability, same percentage, 20. <laughs> and like if it's hitting me for 23 damage, what the fuck? I mean, that's not, not a lot of damage from Behemoth that's killing everyone. So I don't understand how people were dying to it. Because even I was killing my trust would all die to the meteors from all the pals palling it up. And I just, I used the restoring breath once and I just kept fighting it and killed it without any trust. And that was only one time. The trust generally lived. 
but it was just I don't understand how people struggle. But you, anyway. you, tip, you typically ask, it's like, was well, were you even wearing a DT set? <laughs> I mean, meteor still hurt me after several howls, but I just stood in front of him. He just kept howling over and over again. I said, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stand in front of you and kill you." Okay, <laughs> that that's an option. Yeah. Well, he he does more stuns in the sides. So he uses the thunderbolt and stuff more. So I'm just like, ah, well, fuck it, we'll just spam howl. He won't he won't use thunderbolt. I'll just keep trying to kill him, and it works. Yes. Because I got in the side, it just became a longer fight when I got in the side. I'm like, eh. You know, it's weird. It says that it's not dispellable or whatever, but I dispel it all the time on Bard. Uh, the buff to his power is not dispellable for Meteor. Oh. You, I, you can remove the attack. You can remove the attack, but something is stacking on him to give him a stronger power. Even when he would dispel it. I guess. I, I mean, I guess the meteor gets stronger. The meteor is dramatically stronger with Howls over time. Like, I've, I've main healed Sovereign Behemoth on Bard. <laughs> like we we just didn't even have a white mage and and it really wasn't a problem like and, and the people were standing right in its face like I I don't know I I just dispelled it I I didn't know that that there's any difference it there. takes the war cry off it doesn't take his attack boost off oh maybe that's what it is that's, it gives him an attack and magic attack boost I think it's uh, magic attack but it's definitely making his meteors dramatically stronger where instead of doing peanuts they'll start doing a lot of HP I mean we have so much magic defense bonus on our year now and in addition to magic evasion that he probably So how how their paladin dying. how their paladin died is the paladin was standing in front of the mob and it was constantly howling over and over to so eventually the meteors started killing the group that's how they lost. They couldn't kill I it because they couldn't hit it, and meteors started killing all of them. For, for the same for the same reason that, that he was hitting you for like you know double digit damage. His melee like hits were fucking pussy. Yeah, so that that paladin shouldn't have been taking anything. Like they should be able to tank that in an Aegis, and in an Aegis, that meteor should never hurt you. But I have to use O Chain. Everyone oh, says oh, make oh, I it. Hope not. I I didn't even ask. Oh no. Carrot was running in circles digging. I didn't ask what anyone was wearing. It's weird. Uh whenever I recommend that people at least use pre-win or something like that, like it doesn't even occur to them that because you're using a shield with with DT on it, that it changes the rest of your build for the better. No, they just, just change shields well, and the rest of the build stays the same. Overcap yeah. that DT. I guess. I don't want no shield skill. That's why I always build around each of the shields rather than, you know, any particular set. Don't want no magic evasion. Yeah. Any rate, so is there anything else, Fox, that you can think of that we didn't touch on for being a leader? Da, 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 da. I mean, no one to step down. <laughs> Are you considering that? Are you anxious? I, I really, I would actually, out of like everyone in our group, I would actually rather have Blame be the leader. Oh God! Oh, no, sorry, I, I said out loud. I'm sorry. No, Blame is fine. Yeah, I, I there's, think there's Blame, internal screaming. Like I can still. He would lose Abject. Tell, I can no Abject's fine with Blame. Um. I can still, you know, tell them like what we need to do to win. But as far as like dealing with the group dynamics, like making people gather stuff like that, like I, I would just—he's—he's the—he's the only person in the group who actually steps up and does that. Like uh, there have been times when I've just been watching YouTube and it's like really close to event time or whatever, and I haven't like started inviting people yet because I know I can do it in like less than a minute. Like he—he's the only other person I've ever seen start inviting people and start getting things ready. Basing's like that too. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe that he can do it and then I would be able to fill the role that I'm really good at, you know? I like when you yeah. come with us because when you're there to strategize and be number two, uh, although you usually don't, you're going from one group to another, so you're not used to switching dynamics and, and how your muscle memory yeah. and everything. You have to, there's some changes that have to occur there and how things operate. So yeah, you're yeah. not used to that. But besides that point, it's really great when you come there to, to just be there along for the ride. Because it's nice. Yeah, you'll I'll you'll be you it's really nice. You'll be uh counseled with, you'll be conferred with, and then 
And then otherwise, it's just like, okay, guys, and you just you just come and do your job. And I'm sure that's all you're really looking for. It'd be really nice to be able to just show up in an event for once and just do my job and then just like leave afterwards and not have to do any of the coordination. <laughs> the, the begrudging leader, the reluctant leader. Yeah, I, I you, you got to think like I've had to do this for, for many, many years now. Like I just always get roped into the role. And again, I'm not going to go quit the game over this. I'm sorry, hopeful person who for whatever reason is going to learn anything about this. <laughs> You should learn stuff instead of jumping to conclusions. But um, it'd be nice to just be able to do that and let people who are more qualified to lead the group, lead the group. And I think a huge qualifier is is what you're talking about, the interpersonal relations. And I'm just very bad at doing that. I'm surprised you to do this podcast with me. We have a relationship going, and I'm, I don't think you're usually a guy to have relationships. Yeah, yeah I mean... To be fair, like, and what I've always said about this podcast too is I'm just really selfish when it comes to it. Like, I just want people to not be ass at this game. <laughs> I have a good time talking with you about it, and hopefully, it has made differences. People have listened to it and made comments. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've seen it make differences for the better, even though there's some negatives, of course, many. But right. I'm talking I mean, about the podcast, really. not the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. The podcast is fine. <laughs> I, I like too that I don't like, I don't, oftentimes, I don't even talk to you for the whole week. Like, I may say something in the game That's to true. you. People may not realize that. Yeah, we just don't even because there's a certain point where I don't have to be like, "Hey, what do you think about doing this weekend?" Like, it's up to me to think about, and you'll just be like, "Either I don't want to do that, or I'll ask you if I th- if I know enough about you at this point where I'd be like, I don't know if Fox would want to do that, and I'll ask. Otherwise, if I just say you want to work in a leader thing this weekend, I even ask you. I just we're doing a leader thing tonight. You're like, yeah, okay, it's, like like, like two minutes before, like we're talking about leadership tonight. <laughs> yeah, there's no. Well, I don't know how I'm no going to approach this. I'll I'll actively say it on on uh, on recording. But whatever. otherwise, we didn't talk <laughs> privately the entire week, and I can trust that. Like, I don't. Well, have to I worry. mean, we talked about Lewis stuff, and well, that was yeah, last night. That was like well, if we take away the last night when we're all together. <laughs> so if you take away that one moment last night for several hours, take away that we didn't talk anything thing monday tuesday wednesday for sunday whatever like that didn't happen there was no communication whatsoever about anything for that but what's good is i know that you're cool i don't have to like follow up with you i just you know he's yeah. either too busy that night or he's gonna be there and we don't have to we don't have to be like hey there's, how is your day going there's a lot of people who get weird about that sort of thing that, that's something that i've noticed um where i'm not where big people, in the formalities you know like yeah where, where, where people feel like you need to interact with people in order to like keep them in your loop like that's it, true it's, for a lot of people funny. though yeah if, if people from my past were, were to contact me and i'm still cool with them you know i would be basically just pick up exactly where i left off and just be just as cool with them as i was you know five years ago when i stopped talking to them you know as long as they weren't total asshat and that's the reason i don't talk to them anymore but i mean that's that's just the thing like people grow apart or whatever and if that's natural then that's natural but you know it, it doesn't mean that you need to like keep tabs on people at all times and just be fucking weird about shit just people can just most people don't feel that way and that's the way i feel too despite playing both sides of it i don't want to have to send you birthday cards or like you know how a relationship oh, I is that shit. So, yeah i hate i hate, I hate that, that shit so i hate much. that i don't need to send you a card we know how our relationship is we know how we feel about each other i don't need to do these overtures like if i want to give a gift that's one thing like wanting to give a gift is is different, but sending cards or or like calling your birthday, yeah, it's if we're not doing something already, why am I doing it? You know, like that's that's not a relationship. Yeah. It's, it's just it's an overture. It's 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 fake. Yeah, like 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 you show up, I'll give you a crisp high five if you want it. A crisp high <laughs> five works. Yeah, man, it <laughs> seems great. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know, but yeah, people get really weird about the formalities and and just kind of 
I, I, I don't, I don't, it's another thing where I don't understand. I, I would rather see people just be more genuine with their interactions. So before we end this, cause we're about to edit, there was, there yeah. was a thing, was it the New York times or the, I think it was the New York times was interviewing the 2020 candidates before like the democratic primaries and everything was done. And they had Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. Was, well, I keep was, forgetting that's a thing right now. The front runners, <laughs> well, it's, it's 2022 Fox. So it was, it was, it was like 2019 was when this happened. And they were oh. they were interviewing them like what kind of person would you be because they were the front runners at that point. Uh, Biden was in South Carolina was before South Carolina and Biden was like oh I might be out of the race at this point guys. So they're interviewing some of the people like Biden and, and Warren and stuff because they're they were surging. And Warren's giving like her whole like concerned mom kind of thing like oh you know I just you know the, the, the way you know how she is she's she's very Midwestern mom. But then they ask Bernie Sanders questions he goes okay let me tell you something. I don't care about the pleasantries. I'm not one for backslapping. I don't want to ask me how you're doing today. I know how you're doing. I don't care. And he, he's getting out there. He's like, yeah. he said, I'm not one for pleasantries. I'm not, I'm not big on backslapping. Yeah. Don't, don't be slapping my back. Like, like bring something to the table that, that people will actually care about. So we you are know. the Bernie's. Yeah. And he, obviously <laughs> there's things that I'm focusing on that I want to get done here. I'm not concerned. We're sending a birthday card. Don't send me a birthday card. And then we directly say like, don't send me a birthday card. It's pretty easy too, because it really just boils down to not just being an ass clown. And so, because like, it's a regular human being that just has some stuff you can bring to the table sometimes, and and can carry a normal conversation with somebody, you're you're generally good to go. And people don't relate to that, obviously, because he wasn't as well liked for that. Like that was yeah. somehow a negative on his poll numbers because people are fucking ridiculous. But that's that's you know that's, I, I that's how you and I are. Yeah, I would look for that. I, I loved it because yeah. it's so rarely yeah. expressed. I'm like, oh my god, he said the part no one says out loud because it doesn't help their benefit, right? He's just being honest, yeah. and they don't love it for honesty. They 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 want it to be their form of honesty in terms of oh, I like what he said. That's honest, like not actual. That was literally honest, even though I didn't care about it. Yeah, like if someone's doing something for you just so they can get a card in return, like do you even really want that gift to begin with? That's what a lot of these groups end up being, too, is people who end up um, going through this courtship and stuff. And they're really not. I've had plenty of people show up and like, hey, anyone want help with anything? And they're just they're very not genuine people. And they, I've had people that just don't last but a few runs. And I go, no, this is not. I have had to kick people like uh, Kitty Licious. He had to get out of there. Two or three runs. He was out. That was gone. He was so <laughs> it was like, oh, I can help anyone who wants to do stuff. And hey, can anyone Stop help me, it, by the way? Kitty-licious. <laughs> yeah, Kitty Licious. Can anyone, can anyone help me, by the way? And the murking was like, oh, if I was a murk, it was like, okay, let's get the fuck uh, out of here. But it was, uh, yeah. it was, it was. oh, I'm so happy to be here because I can't win anything with anyone else and we're winning stuff. This is cool, cool, but hey, can someone help me? And if anyone wants help, I'll help you. And it was just all about me, 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 me. So that was, it was the, the fakeness of, oh, I'm, I'm everyone's friend. Let's do stuff as friends for me. And you, you kind of had to see through that really quick because there's a lot of people who want to join your group as a leader and just really just want things out of you because that's the best method to get things. And it's pretty yeah. common to have that parasitic member that joins and that it's always going to be, especially over time, it will definitely bubble up to the surface and you have to, you have to cut those people off. You have to, you have to find someone else. In my opinion, those are the number one people to look out for in a group as a leader. You have to find yeah, those because parasites. They'll, they'll and, usually drop you too. Like and they, you ruin, they you ruin, rely yeah. on them. They do drop you. I've had that happen mm-hmm. when people just, just don't come back after a while. It's just okay. We used to see that all the time in uh, in lock style because of the the handout nature of that link shell. Yeah, they got their drop and don't come back. Yeah, they got their drop and then they left, and then uh, then everyone was so surprised about it. It's like, no, that person was a fucking tool to begin with. Mm-hmm. They were not. They weren't genuine. They weren't honest in what they yeah. wanted out of things, and they just the they just showed up and weren't able to express like, hey, I'm just gonna leave really soon, just so you know. Thanks, thanks yeah. for the investment. <laughs> 
Oh boy. <laughs> that's identifying those is the hardest part because then you'd have to make decisions as a leader and you have to then spend an effort to fix things and find people. And, and because those people will lower morale because everyone's gonna be like, yeah, this guy's just fucking a taker. And no one likes a taker, especially when it goes from everyone getting stuff to competing. Like, oh, why is this taker taking again over me? And be, like, Murr was always a loot whore. Always a fucking loot whore. <laughs> and it lowered morale because everyone, when he would lot against someone, even when he should be lotting, because he's lotted everything for his mules and everything else, people just, even the stuff he should be lotting became a problem. Because it's like, oh, this fucking guy again. <laughs> so that, that causes a breakdown in link shows and groups. And as the leader, you have to just reject people that just want shit and you'll find out eventually sooner rather than later that you who those people are and how it works yeah they're the ones that buy the gear the gear and the drops too because they just you know that that type of person is always out for what can i get yeah you just gotta you gotta have it but i think fox that we accomplished our goal it was not 17 hours we still have time like two hours and 15 minutes is solid. And so it was an aggressively medium podcast. Yeah, sure. it was all right. It was all right. <laughs> I, mean, I, I didn't know what to expect. Points. I, I, I just didn't want to come off as complaining the whole time, but uh, there, didn't. there are some, there are some things you have to point out and you have to use, like, it, it's always better when you use real tangible instances of it happening. So it has more gravity so you can identify it with your own party members. And that's what I was hoping to get. Across. I, I think giving more, um, mindfulness to as the leader it's your job to organize the communications of the group that's 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 important so you organize the group you organize the copy communication of the group it. yeah <laughs> copy pasta is one thing and then copy you then you maintain it. the cohesion of the group and the relationships and, and everything so you have to be able to do those two things like everyone knows they got to communicate and organize everything but maintaining relationships and communicating with those people on that level in the group to make sure like hey you're working tonight or everything good like that kind of bullshit uh, and, and other bullshit, obviously, as was talked about, like those are important parts of being a leader. And that's not what we talked about. Like, people just like show up like, oh, the pug sucked. And there's reasons why it sucks. So like it, it, as much as it was medium, I do think, especially in the earlier parts of the podcast, there were things that were touched upon that were important for evaluating leadership in a more complete capacity other than this person has a dot next to the name. So, yeah. That's true. For as medium as it was, I do think there were things that were talked about and like our group relating into there was an important way to tie together with how it applies to us and our perspectives and relating like how you and I have very different perspectives on certain things. And That's definitely true. Yeah. And some things we have <laughs> identical pers- 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 perspectives on and it's, you know, it just works. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we're good to go then, man. Because Fox 316 says he just whooped your ass. Yeah, we're done. Uh, Later, guys.